0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. Coming to you on this beautiful, shiny Sunday afternoon. My name is Zach Rotello at Zach Rattello on Twitter, and sitting across from me in the digital space is—it's uh, a beautiful day for a ball game. Why not play too, John Swanson Parker? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of our doubleheader.
1: Zach, it's—it uh, is a beautiful day, you know we're not new to pegging
0: but podcasting is so. that's right everybody and what also we're not new to is cracking open a nice hefeweizen at 3:20 p.m on a sunday because mm. there's no more football i'm finishing an iced coffee and then i'll be switching to red wine for the remainder of the day yeah i got a bottle of red and sitting yeah. there it's just waiting just right for the hold on one one second Chuck, Chuck, no, 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 no more. (laughs) We did that one time. We (laughs) We did did that once. I'm never doing that again unless that happens to be a league punishment for next year. But thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode. This is episode 132 of Radiovania. Uh, The last time that John and I podcasted together, can you believe it, buddy, was February 1st. (laughs) So it's been almost half of the month of February um, since our last that. episode where we did our yep. Oscar noms and the Emmy reactions and the Golden Globes and stuff like that. But we're here. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. I'm very, very excited to chat with you. It's going to be a fun episode. The The show that you're listening to right now, we're going to be talking about like kind of what we've been up to, big recap stuff for February, including the Super Bowl movie trailers, bunch of movie related news and TV shows and stuff like that. But then We're also going to be recording a happy Presidents Day, y'all. We're going to celebrate in the best way that we know how by honoring our our country's greatest national treasure, national treasure, (laughs) the movie (laughs) um, starring Nick Cage. So uh, stay tuned and follow the feed. If you really if any of that sounds enjoyable to you, movie news, guys, nerds talking about movies. Please subscribe, give us a five star rating on the podcast platform of your choice and follow us on the social medias at Radiovania, Radiovania show. Email us Radiovania show at gmail.com dot com and uh, keep a lookout on the podcast feed for, like I said, that national treasure in review one off that we're going to be doing as well as. Two off, uh, but yeah, two, two off, two and a half off. We're not doing this. Sh- we're not doing the show, right? Or, I think
1: what we should do is we should read the plot synopsis on wiki that's actually pretty funny yeah, it's, it's like pretty the funny. 20 minute pod yeah that's good um yeah Keep on. I, look my up parents that. stand by it i told my mom we were doing national treasure and review and she's like are you gonna watch the show and i was like i don't
0: think so and she's like you should and i was like i just really don't want to <laughs> uh, yeah i really really don't want to but hey if uh if if uh you know god wills it then god will so we'll, we'll see what happens there yeah it sounds
1: like you know agent sandusky is
0: in it and so is Riley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I figured That's Riley returning
1: characters. Yeah,
0: I think I think I knew that Riley was in it because I think he was in but one. Not of the in every shows. episode.
1: And they're like legacy characters like, you know, Leia appearing for like 10 minutes. Yeah. In Force Awakens.
0: So. It's like Nick Cage. They CG the back of Nick Cage's head. <laughs> <one scene. laughs> it's like R2D2. 2 we more like treasure protectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, And then, yeah, keep on the lookout on the same feed along with the National Treasure, Radio Vision, Batman, the Animated Series. We're still working through it, baby. We've got um, took a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, a little bit of a hiatus. You know, life happens. We get busy. And uh, but, you know, find time for Batman. That's that's always, you know, that's the core tenets of the the cult of Batman, the religion of Batman. It's always find time for Batman. I
1: feel like Batman's like uh, one of the four pillars that holds this podcast up
0: so uh yeah so yeah batman, in terms of star volume of content that we've had <laughs> that's one of them you know yeah batman star wars the marvel cinematic universe probably and national video, Trek- video games <laughs> no, video or the games. fast and the furious probably. fast and the furious that's also a pretty good one yeah um or the dceu in general <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think that you have to loop that
1: in with batman sure yeah can't have two dc related pillars that's we're not a dc pod (laughs) as much as i would like it to be
0: do you want to pivot (laughs) just completely restructure
1: the show it's just me talking about dc comics to you every week
0: all right what up welcome to green lantern episode 174 today we're just talking about green lantern (laughs) for 174 episodes who's your favorite green lantern villain Oh, I don't know if I can name one. The smoke that he fights in the movie with Ryan Reynolds, the smoke parallax or something like parallax.
1: That? I mean, you got there in the end. That's He doesn't look like smoke in the comics, but yeah, he turns into one. smoke in the movie though. It's like an evil entity. Yeah. yeah. No Sinestro. No love for Sinestro. Uh,
0: Sinestro. Um, wasn't Uh, wasn't Mark Strong Sinestro in the movie? That's my only exposure to Sinestro. That's unfortunate. I know. I have very <laughs> You little never watched like to... The
1: Super Friends or anything?
0: Well, okay, that's that, yeah. Rare. sure. I mean, I have seen some com- I've seen some comic TV shows with Green Lantern. Um I've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. Green Lanterns are in the beginning of that, The Age of Heroes. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. That one gets like murked by Darkseid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's about yeah. it for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, John something else that you know is a core pillar of this uh this year podcast here is our our in-depth analysis and knowledge of the Super Bowl and fo- and the National Football League mm-hmm. um, and since the last time that we recorded the Super Bowl happened and uh you know uh, people maybe they're up and down on us talking about sports on the podcast but hey it's one of those pop culture things that I think is actually super fucking relevant um so I I thought it would actually be kind of Smart maybe to kick off like a, a little Super Bowl recap. The dust has settled. Um horrific events outside of the Super Bowl. Uh awful. <laughs> just oh my God. What a what a weird couple of weeks here. But yeah, so the Kansas City Chiefs are back to back Super Bowl champions. Uh, they beat the San Francisco 49ers on the Super Bowl. In uh, overtime. In Las Vegas in overtime, which is overtime. Uh, yeah, which was pretty historic too. In one of, uh, I would say, a pretty exciting game at the very end and a pretty atrocious game at the the beginning. Yeah, last Um, like two
1: hours were actually really good football, I think. The first, but you can tell when they started running out of good commercials because as the game continued to go on, they were like regurgitating stuff or like it was like the D tier things that they were hoping to not have to air. And it's like, man, I was just I was getting up to get like another drink or go to I'm, the bathroom on commercial breaks after a certain extent.
0: Yeah. I made the joke to Emily when we were watching, I was like some, some ad executive is sitting in the booth in, in New York, like watching the telecast and they're like going into overtime. He's like, he's like, somebody hit the Temu button. <laughs> like, what do we got? Play, play that TEMU commercial for the fourth oh fucking God. time. Ooh,
2: yeah. ooh, Teemu. <laughs> Teemu.
0: <laughs> I was like, I just want to <laughs> launch myself off this building. But yeah, uh the Super Bowl chiefs, Chiefs are the winners. Um, I lost quite a bit of money betting. Pat Mahomes, three Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, it's also uh, they've
0: won three of the last four.
1: Like they've been in the last four Super Bowls. It's pretty yes, impressive.
0: It is pretty impressive. They are the new Patriots. Um, <laughs> it's like they're, It's like what do the Sith say? It's like always, always two there are Master and Francis or whatever. Yeah. It's like always, always a dynasty in the NFL. There is some a team that people want to hate that some of the country really likes and a lot of the country does not and i think that if, I, won't, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me but at this point i think the chiefs are officially uh not america's team they're the, probably the team that people don't like the most it feels like except Swift I feel
1: teams. like the whole quote unquote america's team like conversation is a little antiquated like it you is, can't sure. you can't have one whole nation behind an entire team. The Cowboys call themselves America's team and they're easily the most disliked team across the board. Like regardless of if they're good or not, the Cowboys fans are just the worst. Ooh, most they're so cocky teams. and they they think they're hot shit and then they just go First round exit in the playoffs every year because Dak Prescott's a clown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going off. I'm just going off the small sample size of the people that I talk to in my ordinary life. Whether that's you live office. in Cincinnati and you're biased sure. because that's of true. what happened a couple this years ago. True.
1: So you
0: gotta you
1: got some hatred for them more than most.
0: Yeah, they're officially a, a division rival, like not like in like you conference know conference rival conference rival. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's like in the AFC, it's basically like who who has the chance of beating Mahomes because that's basically it as long as he's doing well and not injured you can almost guarantee a playoff or Super Bowl appearance for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for the next five years probably there's no like the
1: only other contender is the Bengals and the Bills typically Bengals had a terrible season getting riddled with injuries and Josh Allen just it can't can't get over that hill so bad like for josh allen like they, <laughs> I, I, honestly, allen like, win, I don't think the buffalo bills will ever be able to beat the chiefs ever and you're gonna run into them in the afc championship unless you have a team like the Bengals knock them off ahead of time and then that's like the closest you're gonna get is like a shootout with joe burrow so yeah um we'll, we'll see yeah, i mean in terms of like the biggest target on their backs it's definitely the chiefs i mean they had it this year though two people were talking shit offensive numbers were terrible but yet they made it and then they won and it's all due to number 15 man like when he needs to do it he does like in that overtime drive he had a couple like clutch runs where he got first downs it's like you know fucking brock purdy's not gonna be doing that so (laughs) that guy can just read the field like tom brady essentially
0: and that's the easiest comp to make yeah um well it is the longest Super Bowl game in history. The The telecast was the longest running start to finish in terms of the game time, the longest game in, like uh, five hours, in five Super Bowl history. Um, I don't have a time on here, a specific time on the AP, but I'm reading this article from the AP. They announced that according to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, the Kansas City's 25-22 overtime victory over San Francisco averaged 123.7 million viewers across TV and streaming, which shattered last year's mark of 115 million um, with the chiefs beating Philadelphia. And basically what that means is that it is the most watched television program ever in the United States. Wow. And there's a, there's Woo! a reason why <laughs> there's
1: one yeah. thing that they, the super bowls of years past did not have, which is the presence of, of Taylor Swift. I mean, that's, that has to be, accounting for at least
0: 30 percent of the increase in viewers right is swifties yep well the at least yeah it, and it's crazy to me too because the original predictions were like oh it's going to be the mo-, people were predicting this to be the most viewed super bowl in history but no one expected it to do like 20 percent more than yeah last it's like year. avengers endgame <laughs> yeah it literally is it's that's a great comp because it's like infinity war was like one of the fastest movies to a billion and like Crazy, and they were like, Well, Endgame is three hours long. No, like, is it going to do as much as Infinity War did? And then, boom, it goes on to break all yeah. sorts of records, beating Avatar temporarily, which just still makes my <laughs> buttholes clench so tight. I can't, even water. <laughs> oh, it makes me just want to praise oh, AWA. <laughs> um, okay, but just in general super bowl this year how do you how did you feel about everything the whole package i want to talk about yeah i mean like trailers and commercials and the halftime show and stuff like that but like just in general yeah i it was a really good game and i'm glad that it was
1: because this was like not to have a pity party or anything like but i watched the game by myself pretty much this year so like i didn't have any plans what most of what i usually do is like get together with the rushers (laughs) or something and none of that happened this year is very like last minute julia had flown back to orlando the morning of so it's like i was just me a bowl of chili and a couple beers just like watching it by myself so it's actually like the first super bowl that i've watched without outside distractions like talking to people or going to get more food from the kitchen or you know all that kind of stuff is like from start to finish i watched pretty much everything and that's like the first time that's happened
0: ever I think I can't remember the last time even during COVID I had like yeah. friends over to watch the Super Bowl but yeah I, See, I don't I'm... even think
1: I watched them that much in COVID until the Bengals um, you know made it and then we had the, that
0: party sure. that I don't remember but <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, yeah, same here. I mean, I I wasn't solo, but I was with Emily, who really doesn't care. Like, Emily already doesn't care about football that much. Like, So it's like she cares about football kind of. Like, she'll watch Steelers games, but, like, barely – like, she's barely, barely paying attention most of the time. It's just an excuse to, like, you know, have have a couple drinks or eat some food or make some fun dips or whatever and, like, go out. And it's like, you know – so – The Super Bowl Chiefs 49ers, neither of us care at all. I, the only reason I had any stake in the game at all is I bet the Chiefs to win. Um, specifically, I bet the Chiefs to win by 13, uh, because it's Taylor's lucky number, and that bet lost. Um, It ended up being a close game. I should have known better. Um, but
1: just the uh, way that the Chiefs season has been, ain't no way they were going to win by two touchdowns. It's just there's no way, sure, like all of their wins this year. And actually they had a stat in the um in the Super Bowl that said every Super Bowl win they've had has been a come from behind win. They did it against the Eagles, they did it against the 49ers. Imagine beating the 49ers twice out of your three Super Bowls. So like dude. if there's a if there's a city that deserves to hate the Chiefs, it's San Francisco.
0: Oh yeah. And my, dude, do the I felt so bad that they showed shots of Mike Shanahan like after the game or whatever, like right when the like the going Shanahan. off. Kyle Shanahan. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Um, boy, howdy! That's the just the face of absolute devastation right there. I was, I was like, Which man, crazy get this off they, my television. They like
1: ran the NFC this year, like yeah. pretty handedly. They have so many offensive weapons. Their defensive line is great. Great. They just got gassed, and then Patrick yep. Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, in this Super Bowl, the easiest athletic comp I can make is like Floyd Mayweather. He just waited for everyone to tire themselves out. Right. And then he just made all these calculated decisions in order to drive down the field and win the game with two drives back to back. And And also, it sounds like half of the San Francisco team didn't understand the rules of overtime, which is like, (laughs) listen, dude, like (laughs) it's the Super Bowl, (laughs) you kind of deserve to lose at that point if you're not prepared. Like those clips of the Chiefs being like they wanted it, I guess, like, I don't know. This is what we want. So that's cool. Like we didn't even win the coin flip and we got what we wanted. It's like, yeah. You're just giving it to them at that point. It's
0: yeah. You know. The argument that, that that I saw being made for them decline. So if people don't know, the, the overtime rules were that it's um, It's a new football game. It's, it's another a brand four new, quarters potentially. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And so it's like, you know, you win it you could win it with a touchdown, right? Is you could win it with a touchdown, but both te- it's kind of like the pre like the the so, playoff stuff. Like both teams have to technically get possession. It's a new clock. Yeah. Both teams get possession. Yep. You go down, whoever gets the ball
1: first, if they score a field goal or a touchdown, doesn't matter. The other team gets the opportunity yep. to score again. After that, if it's tied, then it keeps going back and forth until one team comes out with more points. Does that make yep. sense? So, like, it yeah. can't tie, it can ping pong back and forth. But so it's so not. what happens is the 49ers, points, yeah, that they each get an opportunity and they, yeah. Flip. Yeah. And the 49ers squandered it by not being able to convert to a touchdown and they had to settle for a field goal, which at that point, if I'm playing the Chiefs, regardless of, you know, what you may say about the decision of getting the ball first anyway, like perfect knowledge is generally pretty good to have for strategy. So like the Chiefs being able to hold them to three, knowing that they just need a touchdown to to end the game. Easy peasy. Yeah. So like if I'm the 49ers, the other the problem, though, is if you're the 49ers, you have to take the field goal because the worst thing you want to do is go for a touchdown miss. And then all the all the chiefs have to do is get past the 50 and then Bucker just nails a field goal to win the game.
0: So it's kind of a lose lose either way. But But some people some people were arguing that the reason that the 49ers opted to go first is because their defense had just been on the field for such a long time and the defense yeah, like was eight gassed. minutes yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like okay so that i buy but still like these guys are ath- athletes in their prime in the super bowl the biggest game on the planet it's like i would have i i don't i even like emily who doesn't know a whole, like she. we were both like they're taking the. i was like isn't it yeah. isn't it that like don't they it's- want to you you don't they want to kick it first? to need to know how <laughs> yeah. much you need to score. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was odd, and so that was a little bit of like a a total total just mismanagement, I think, of like you know yeah. the end of that game, considering they won the toss. So I don't know, but game aside, but in the same way that last year, um, the Chiefs wins asterisk
1: is the the non holding or non passing interference call while they're playing the Eagles this will now be identified by the yeah, right. 49ers not remembering how the rules work yep potentially
0: there's always something um yeah i agree with basically everything you said i think the game was was oh, like not very good and then it was holy shit this is actually really entertaining and and pretty good football toward the end but um all in all uh, yeah interesting super bowl um let's talk about the halftime show really quickly <laughs> before we do <laughs> yeah, the announcements sure. Um, what did you think of Usher? I know that I I I was kind of like not feeling the announcement when they announced him as the Super Bowl halftime show. You seemed more positive on it. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't even love it. It's not my favorite. Like the last,
1: the last four Super Bowls we've had Rihanna, Fifty Cent with like Eminem and Snoop Dogg and like and all Dre. those people. Andre, thank you. And then who was the who was before that? The weekend. This is definitely yeah. better than the weekend. That weekend pandemic one was just awful, where like he's singing in front of the Sith like acolytes of Exegol and stuff like that. Like,
2: <laughs>
0: no thanks. <laughs> that did, but that that Super Bowl halftime show did give us one of my favorite memes, which is confused the weekend running through like the tunnel. Yeah, the yeah yeah a dream. sure um, sure. But yeah. I thought that
1: this was fine. I like Usher music. I love sure. early two thousands hip hop and R and B. Some of the baby making music was like, as a guy watching the, fo- the watching the Super Bowl by himself,
0: I was just kind of like, "This is kind of weird," <laughs>
1: but like, I'm sure that I'm sure that appealed to a lot of other
0: people. Sure, yeah, I, I I thought the performance was fine. I thought it started off like just awful. Like, I thought the very beginning was atrocious. Where he, it's like the the audio mix was bad. I don't know how they can't figure this out. Every Super Bowl, I feel like the halftime show. There's always at least one part where I'm like. Why can't we hear them? What I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who has control of the board? I, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like he started off and he was like kind of out of key. And then there was that whole Alicia Keys flub too. Like when she comes on, it seemed like her headset wasn't like loud enough or something to drown out the sure. noise of the crowd because she was totally off key. And she's a phenomenal singer. I was yeah, like, Alicia Keys is great. I was like, Empire what State is happening with the audio mix on this? But yeah, I, I like Usher music too. But I like the more like confessions usher music like you you
1: as you
0: as you put it, the baby (laughs) make music. I like that. Usher. Not
1: so much the. Oh, my God. How how pumped were you to see Will. I am in his Tron outfit? I thought that was pretty cool. It was interesting. They're all fighting for the users. It looks I thought it was cool. I mean, Ludacris showing up was hype. Luda was John. Little John being there was cool for. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. I had a good time with it. I
0: didn't like, it's not completely memorable for me. I
1: think the roller skating part was really cool, but
0: yeah, that was impressive. Like the, the talent that it takes to coordinate something like that and not fuck it up. The whole time I was watching, I was like, someone's going to slip. I was like, someone's going to slip and this is going to be bad. Did a Good job. (laughs) But everyone did a great job. The only thing that I'll comment is that I feel like they, Apple, Apple is going an interesting way with the, so it used to be Pepsi, the Pepsi halftime commercial halftime show show forever for years, for years years and years and years and years. Now it's Apple, And they've gone a very interesting route with these last couple halftime shows. And I feel like this year's they the budget must have been razor thin or they cut back a lot of the production budget compared to Rihanna, who last year was fighting on the Smash Brothers stage like uh, this year. (laughs) This year, it's one single stage, some backup dancers, a little bit of a light show LED floor, but it wasn't like this giant production like that seemed like something you would actually see on tour if you went to go see usher like i didn't yeah, know maybe it was, like, this maybe crazy they're production. saving
1: maybe they're saving their budget for next year so they can afford to get taylor swift or something
0: oh god i just uh, I, I just thought that it was an interesting choice considering that they knew like I, i guess they didn't know this at the beginning of the year that this is going to be the most watched super bowl of all time but it's yeah. like apple saying like Imagine if, imagine if the Taylor. Like, I know it's hard to imagine, but imagine if the Taylor Swift stuff didn't happen. She and Travis Kelsey never became a thing during this season. The Chiefs were like, eh, and they end up going to the Super Bowl with the 49ers, And the country, th- again, like you said, thirty percent of the people that were watching the telecast maybe didn't tune in because of no Taylor Swift and the no Travis Kelsey connection. It's like it would have been super weird, right? Like people would have been like, "Why it was the halftime show so small and not a big production?" Like isn't it usually like supposed to be this big grandiose, a lot of artifice, like cool stuff. But it's like this year it was very simple. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah. So they probably made a lot of money. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That Apple's just rolling that bankroll up, man. It's like, well, we didn't spend that much, but we didn't need to because it was the most watched TV event in history because of Taylor Swift. So, um, Yeah, anything else to say about the actual game? Do you want to talk about any of the commercials? Obviously, Dunk. The The Dunkings, baby. That's the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) How do you like them? Donuts. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that was the only commercial that got like a really (laughs) audible laugh from me.
1: I loved it so much when he just he's like touchdown tommy on the keys and he like points to him and he goes player coach and then tom brady's like you got it (laughs) you got it yeah (laughs) that shit killed me and then yeah i just thought it was great and the marketing after the fact has been fun
0: yeah yeah it has been fun they're selling the track suits and shit uh sold out was good too neighbor like a good neighbor with arnold
1: and and danny devito um but otherwise like I, I know you like the walk in one. I felt like it I thought was it was OK. Of, I thought it was kind of insulting to him to have him witness all these impressions over and over again. I don't know. All these terrible
0: walking impressions. Terrible walking. <laughs> yeah. imp- Do you have a walk-in impression? Uh, it's, um, I'm, I'm going to drink this this beer. It's it's quite <laughs> quite good. I masters tournament austin gave you this (laughs) that's a big way
1: you kind of got a little bane there at the end for (laughs) this it would be very
0: painful for you
1: (laughs) bruce wayne why the hell you dressed up like batman
0: that's a good one Uh, that's pretty
1: good walking thank you mine is mostly confined to his role in batman returns or the wedding crashers so
0: yeah
1: senator cleary or uh maximilian but yeah, Max um, Shrek. Max Shrek. Yeah, um, I don't know. Okay. I didn't really love a lot of the ads this year. I mean, no. the we had our we had our classic Budweiser Clydesdale one. We had our classic Jesus, the Jesus commercial paid for by Christianity, which was oh, man, that really weird having people wash people's feet, which is like, you know, I just feel like they're whoever's in charge of their advertising doesn't really. Seem to be doing them any favors, you know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they are aware, right? They're aware that that like forgetting
0: what some of the other ads were, though. So I'll give you. Let's do this quick rundown. This this variety article put together the most watched Super Bowl ads, um, based on YouTube. So they they tracked the YouTube commercials. Uh, Obviously, the telecast got most view, but so this is the most viewed advertisements on YouTube either during, after, or after, like, with the Super Bowl. So, like, they're counting people that, like, went to go v- view these ads, right? So it's okay. a little – it's hard to find exact analytics to how well an advertisement works, you know? Yeah. But this is all right. So let's l- – looking through these. So in order, the number one one apparently – and this isn't including, like, uh some, like – that's what's interesting, though, because we do have a contradictory thing on here. That, okay, so YouTube's top 10 most viewed Super Bowl ads ranking measured views worldwide on game day, February 11th from 12 a.m. until the end of the game, 1046 p.m. All told, Super Bowl ads posted on YouTube had more than 90 million views, generating more than 1 million watch hours, according to the Internet giant. And they have it ranked as such. Number one, Booking.com with Tina Fey. I don't even remember this one. Don't remember it. No. I like Tina Fey. I like Tina Fey, too. Number two was the T Mobile auditions. Is that the Cooper one? I, I don't remember this one either.
1: I think that's Bradley Cooper.
0: Bradley Cooper. Was what was mine. he doing? Selling T Mobile. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern was there. They were like having auditions oh, Lord. or something. What? Yeah. I don't remember this yeah. at all. Uh, Snapchat, the <laughs> less social media, more Snapchat don't commercial. Remember. Don't remember that one. Google's was Javier and Frame, which was a Pixel commercial, I guess. Don't remember. Don't remember this one either. Mountain Dew, Aubrey Plaza commercial. I do remember this one, but I don't really remember it being I remember wanting that wanting more out. from this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then it was 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now Office we're talking. Trailer. Um, ooh, now uh, we're talking. Yeah. What Below... a glorious day. <laughs> <laughs> Below that was Universal Pictures' Twisters, which we'll talk Sp- about here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. and then it was the number nine Scientology decide for yourself. <laughs> I feel like that's paid for by Scientology to yeah, be on this me. list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then number 10 was Skechers. Oh, uh, it's just
1: the, this is Mr. the Romo T. one with Mr. T. That was yeah. awful. Tony Romo. He's good in the booth though. Let me tell you, I actually, I actually did enjoy his commentary. Really? Him and Jim. Yeah. They're oh, Jim, they're driving down the field, Jim. <laughs> 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 Um, I don't think they understand the rules, Jim.
0: <laughs> I think we should do the whole rest of this podcast as as Tony Jim Romo and Tony and, Romo. No, Tony Romo and He's gonna steal Walken. the declaration
1: of independence, Jim. <laughs> I
0: don't know if he's gonna steal it. He might preserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, he's gonna see if walking he's gonna see if he can catch.
0: Oh man. Um, but yeah, so a couple ads. I I don't really I, I don't know that, that talking about advertisements in the Super Bowl these days, it's like It's all they don't even
1: show you full trailers anymore. It's always like a quick 10 second thing. And they're like,
0: we don't want to pay for this whole two minutes. Check it out online where it's free and we get ad revenue. It's like, exactly, but it's every, every commercial. And I've noticed this pattern over the last five years, 10 years. It's like Super Bowl commercials used to be about like, what's the funny gimmick or thing that we can make people talk about. Now it's what celebrity can we pay the most money to be in this thing? Like that's every Super Bowl. It's like Marvel.
1: Oh, oh, baby. Yeah. Why? Why do quality when you can have big names attached to things? No shots at anybody attached to the Fantastic Four. I actually like the casting, but
0: no, still. we will talk about that later. Um, so but movie trailers, let's rattle through these really, really quickly, except for the ones that we want to talk a little bit of, more about. Um. And thumbs up, can... thumbs down. Yeah, sure. Let's do thumbs up, thumbs down. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, been a while. Been a, a quiet, while. A Quiet Place, day one. Uh, thumbs down. Still haven't seen A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah, I'm also thumbs down. I do down. like Lupita, though. Yeah. I like but... Lupita a lot. Um, is this is is this one directed by Krasinski? Krasinski's out. He has sold he's the totally property. Yep, sold, he's totally out. He's not proper. directing it. He sold the property?
1: He's done. <laughs> um, Despicable Me 4? I'll go thumb sideways. I, I really can't say this, that, or the other. Same with Kung Fu Panda, which I don't think is on this list, but... Uh, I forgot about that
0: one. Um, Yeah, I, I haven't seen a Despicable Me movie since the first one. So, And even yeah. that one I thought was just like meh. Totally I liked meh. it. It was good. Yeah, I like the minions. They're I fine. Like, yeah, you and the rest of America because you can't go. You can't throw a fucking. <laughs> Me and the minions are going to go see, see Taylor
1: Swift, baby. If you can't beat them, join them.
0: <laughs> uh, After that, we got Twisters, which Thumbs I, up. I actually think that that was a pretty cool trailer. Um, Thumbs up. I, I'm also just, I'm a total fucking, at this point, I'm just a total. You're a simp for Daisy Edgar Jones. I know. I was going to say the other dude. Glenn Powell. Yeah, I'm a Glenn Powell stand, baby. I love that guy. He needs to be in more shit. Sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's in a lot of shit right now. He had that rom-com with Sidney Sweeney. Yeah. This. He's in that pilot movie last year and then Maverick the year before that. He's probably going to be Cyclops and he's got like a TV show coming up too or something.
0: And oh. don't forget, they just announced Top Gun Maverick 2 Electric Boogaloo. So oh, he's probably right. going to come back to be Miles Tellers. He's probably going to end up dying. You or Miles Teller dies and he becomes the new main character.
1: I really I wish they, they would just kill Maverick, but they're never going to do that. Nope.
0: <laughs> Tom Green has a clause in his contract. He says, I can never die.
1: I actually don't want any of them to die. If you're going to do another one, just give me another fun premise and let's just sure. run it that shit back. Make it like the Avengers. Everyone's sure. bulletproof for sure, a while. Sure, sure. Sure, sure, Except sure. for uh, Quicksilver. Sorry, not bulletproof. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had to, they had to uh, sh-
1: kill them off so you could be craving. Killers of the.
0: Oh, wait. Sorry. That's not right. Kingdom of the <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was good killers of football. the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> directed by martin scorsese (laughs) (laughs) uh now kingdom of the planet of the apes uh we got our first full trailer this is a thumbs up for me as well but i kind of want to you know stop here for a little break and talk a little bit about this trailer specifically more in depth so you you and i are huge fans of of the matt reeves duology the the rise war or rise dawn and war trilogy of planet of the apes being some of the best fucking
1: movie the circus the Andy circus stuff the circus yeah man trilogy yeah. absolutely those movies are great so fantastic war so, for the okay. planet of the apes might be might be one of the best trilogy closers ever which doesn't always happen it, where like the trilogy closer is the best one you know what i mean yeah yeah i love so you're excited about this you like the trailer yeah, yeah. i'm excited to actually see the the Return to this iteration of the Planet of the Apes, but where it's actually like they're fully running the show. And like it looks like now they're starting to get into the the Charlton Heston era type of stuff where they're actually like beginning to hunt humans and like factions are diverging. Like it looks cool. The visual effects look awesome as usual. And
0: uh, yeah, dude, I just love watching all these apes and monkeys fight. It's good stuff. I am a little I, I can't lie and say that I'm not a little bit nervous because no circus, no Matt Reeves. So yeah. you know, are we sure there's no circus? Like yes. I know he's not Caesar, but is he somebody else? If anything, he might be providing some kind of like mocap guidance to the team, but he is he's not like a, on IMDb. like a consultation, maybe a- ape consultation, <laughs> ape consultation.
1: Wes Ball is the director, not Matt Reeves. He is known for directing the Maze Runner film trilogy. <laughs> I don't think I've seen those. He's also uh, attached to direct the Legend of Zelda movie for Nintendo and Sony Pictures. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. interesting. This is his fifth movie. That's a uh, good luck to that guy. I hope it I hope it's good. I mean I, I hope so too. Honestly though, like Memorial Day weekend, this is a pretty light movie year all things considered compared to last summer. As long as it's like show me some cool stuff I haven't seen then I'm, I'm kind of in. Sure. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll see. I mean, I... Low I budget ho- cast,
1: that's for sure. Like, they yeah. are saving a shit ton of money. Yeah.
0: It just has... It has so much to live up to, man. Like, I literally... Just the most... It, it It is following an excellent trilogy. I just hope that it can carry the same sort of weight. But, I mean, my expectations are very high for it. Like, it's going to be hard for me to lower my expectations for this just because... They they did such a great job with those other three movies. They really got to yeah. they they got. I I really really hope that the, the team is good for this and not yeah. Maze Runner. caliber. I hope this guy brings his A game.
1: The only actor that I recognize in the cast right now is yeah. There's two of them, Kevin Durand, who is in Lost. He plays Proximus Caesar, a powerful Bonobo ruler who leads a coastal clan of apes in search of human technologies. I'm assuming and- that's that. What a lovely yeah. day, guy. And William, William, H. H- yeah. William H. Macy in an undisclosed role. He's going to be
0: the Charlton Heston. He's going to be the man.
1: Well, you like... damn dirty apes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Looks, cool. We'll see. Yeah, well, it's coming up um, this year, I think. I might um, have to rewatch um,
1: that trilogy, though, leading up to it. But not too soon. Otherwise, I'm going to compare it. I totally. need to watch it like
0: now give it a couple months, and then be like, I'm ready for another movie. And uh, now we get to the big big boy, the big hitter, Deadpool and Wolverine. Our first trailer for this one. Thumbs up. Kirby, shush. Shush. One of the most watched things ever. In fact, uh, Deadline reported that Deadpool and Wolverine trailer actually smashed the record to become the most viewed trailer of all time. 24 hours after airing during the Super Bowl, it was seen by 365 million people. This beats the 24 hour viewership total for Sony Marvel Spider Man No Way Home, which was seen by 355 million. Um, and then going down the list, it's like there's Infinity War, Endgame, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. There's a bunch of stuff on that list. But yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine, now the most viewed movie trailer of all time on the Internet. So first thing is, what do you think of the new title? I like it a lot. I, I'm I glad too. that they did this and didn't go with. I think Deadpool 3 would have been pretty lazy. Um, yeah. Kirby, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you think of the title? I like it a lot. It, it kind of calls back to me to like the 90s comic book titles and movies titles where it's like very simple. It's just like, these are the characters. This is what the movie's about. That's right. it. I'm really getting tired of all of these like subtext movies where it's like character name, colon, boom, quantum mania, boom. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't care. Like, just tell me what it is. Be upfront. I'm cool with it. I think the logo is cool. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think the I think the trailer is really fun. I'm excited to talk about it. I, I have I still have not seen Loki season two, um, but I know enough about the TVA that I could get enjoyment out of the trailer. And um, I thought it was weird that they didn't show all of Wolverine, not that they really need to. But like, we've all seen that leaked set photo. So like, why hide the why hide the shark? You know, it's not really necessary. Yeah. But I'd love seeing him from behind at the poker table, which is clearly going to be awesome. Shot. Hugh Jackman as Patch. That's gonna be sick. I can't wait yeah. for that, Madripoor baby. Shout out,
0: Madripoor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, lo- I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this trailer. I actually think it's probably one of the just in terms of like the craft of making the trailer, teasing stuff. Like, I, I, I would sure. be happy if we didn't get anything else. I know that that's not gonna happen. Really Eventually, happened. they're gonna yeah. do the story trailer where it's like what is actually happening. Um, but I mean, this kind maybe of like from
1: the Wolverine perspective of things, perhaps. maybe.
0: Yeah, perhaps, but eventually we're going to get some sort of marketing where you show Hugh Jackman. You can't have a movie called Wolverine and Deadpool and not show the the, the titular character in the trailer. So eventually down the road, we will get that trailer. What that looks like, I don't know. Will I want to watch it? No, but will I have to? Probably. (laughs) I'll probably cave and watch it, but... Um, I love that he's fighting in front of the 20th Century
1: Fox logo, just like yep. in the desert. I'm sure yeah, it's those...
0: extremely meta textual. Yeah. yeah, those were some of the biggest leaked photos that I saw. So like there's been leaks out the ass for this movie. Let me tell yeah, you, I mean, it doesn't care. He's just like, yeah. Come see people, my movie. <laughs> people are spoiling the shit out of this, and I don't know where they were filming, but they were that scene with the twenty first the twentieth century Fox logo buried in the ground, wherever that was that they were doing the filming for. They were doing in like the wide open in like Nevada or something, because they had camera like you can you could Google online those photos right now. They're crystal clear. People like had cameras from like they're like, oh shit, it's Wolverine and Deadpool. They're they're fighting out in the public. And it's like TVA agents and shit, so I knew that the TVA was part of this from spoilers yeah. like from months ago. So, I don't know. They've been spoiling the shit out of this movie. I I I just think that this is such an exciting. Again, like this is one of those like, well, let's see what Marvel has up their sleeve, man. I mean, this is like, you know, with a studio like them that's struggling and we'll talk about I watched the Marvels here in a little bit. We'll talk about that and what we've been up to, but Man, with a studio that just doesn't quite know what they're doing in their direction, and they have so much uncertainty happening right now, it's like this is almost guaranteed a surefire hit. I just hope it's, you know, I hope it's a 10. <laughs> I hope it's. Are great. you
1: a little bit worried at all that it's going to be very glaringly a blatant comp to endgame
0: if he's jumping from movie to movie like they do in Endgame? um no because i think in this one it's gonna be it's not just movie to movie i think it's i guess it is gonna be like movie to movie but it's gonna be like canonical stuff for like the the fox version of the wolverine and 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 deadpool um i don't think it's i mean obviously yeah you might be able to comp it to Endgame, but like this one's gonna be more of a spoof so i think that that's the thing that i think is enjoyable is regardless of how many like plot
1: details are spoiled like Nothing can spoil direct jokes and enjoyment of these right. movies in the theater. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, you know, even if even if I didn't know about Jennifer Garner playing Electra in the movie again or something like that, it doesn't matter that I know that going into it, I want to see how, you know what I mean? Right. And the fact that that is still interesting to me means they've done their job at gauging interest and they've come up with something exciting.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm very, very excited. I mean, obviously, this is probably give my me most Ben chances. Affleck as
1: Daredevil, though. Yeah, I bet you, in there.
0: <laughs> I bet he's in it. I bet you, he's in it for a quick little cameo. Awkward here. day on set if he's in the same scene as uh, Garner. Yeah, we'll see. I doubt that that's gonna happen, but um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that you know. I mean, th- what else is what else is there for Marvel Studios other than this? This is like their this is like their next big cash cow. After this, they have, you know.
1: The Thunderbolts, which has been derailed many times. That movie's gonna be Captain so Captain America: New World Order, which has been derailed many times. I have
0: no faith for this Blade movie. Um, fantastic. That's the other one. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Fantastic Forecasting came out. I'm really enjoying the vibe of it so far. I think we'll. In- I'm interested to see that. That movie. Old so move far though, doesn't it come out
1: like two two weeks after Superman? What movie comes out? Two oh weeks yeah, yeah, Superman? yeah. No,
0: it does come out. It's come out it's next eight. summer. I, I it's getting delayed. That's crazy. They have barely started filming. They've right? already delayed it twice. They have
1: to like, they got to put it out <laughs> like that. You have to do it. You're probably right. It'll get pushed
0: like August or something. Yeah. It's not coming out. Right. That's going to Superman. start coming
1: out for Superman and they're going to be like, eh, let's move it back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Um. All right. Deadpool and Wolverine. Very excited. I'm very, very, very excited to see this movie. I, I, it, it, it's uh, it's May, right? Is it April or it's May? I think it's May. Yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine. The movie comes out on uh, July twenty-six, so summer. Like, <laughs> so, just kidding. Later this summer, we'll be able to report back. I'm very hopeful. I hope it's good. Um, all right, finishing up the trailers. Wicked. <laughs> yeah. This movie looks it visually. It
1: looks terrible. Like yeah, the CGI looks good. awful. But I love Cynthia Erivo, and I hope that she gets the time to shine in the um. Fuck, what's
0: her name? <laughs> Selena Gomez. No. Ariana Grande. <laughs> no. Uh, who plays Elsa in Frozen? Oh. Um. Oh shit. Uh... Yeah.
1: We both. We we both have. It's it's who uh, it's it's uh, Idina Menzel. Adina Menzel. Hopefully, I, she gets time to shine and then Adina
0: Menzel role. I'm ex- I'm looking forward to that. Not told- excited about Ariana Grande though. Yeah, I knew exactly who you were talking about, but the only thing I could think of was Adele Dezim. Yes, that was exactly- <laughs> <laughs> it. Was when John Travolta fucked up her name at the Grammys or whatever. And the wickedly talented. The wickedly Adele- talented
1: Adele <laughs> Dazeem
0: <laughs>
1: Oh man,
0: yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I just can't believe it's taken them this long to make a wicked movie. Like, can and you, it's a two part. Fucking like, believe that?
1: Put it together in one movie.
0: What are you doing? What? It's two parts. They're doing. They're doing. Literally ninety nine percent less interested in this movie.
1: I, the movie's gonna end with gravity, which is when the intermission intermission break happens. Thanks, Julia, for teaching me about this. And uh, you know, people will be like, "Hell yeah!" And then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, wait another year to see the second half." And it's like, whack.
0: Yeah, there goes my erection. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored by Bluetooth. Ch- no, I'm just kidding. Uh so after that we have another trailer for If that Ryan Reynolds like imaginary people movie. He had two trailers? I'm not I don't know anything about this but I'm not interested. No, it's it looks terrible. Um Monkey Man which is I'm interested in a bit. It's that Dev Patel directed John action Wick. movie. It kind of looks like uh it looks like John Wick but like in Tokyo uh, yeah, looks, looks pretty cool. sweet. Um, It'll probably be like same quality as like bullet train. I bet. It looks more serious than bullet train. Like it, it looks more like what's well, a good comp. It looks Charlie. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was looking for that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's everything. Did I miss anything? Any other movie trailers that, that hit? I don't think I don't so. Think right. So. Okay, no. cool. Well, that's the Super Bowl. That's the trailer recap. Um, that is uh, the whole beginning of the show. So <laughs> we made it in, I don't know, I haven't started with a timer about an hour. I think we've been going an hour, but an uh hour, yeah. So to now to start the show off, John, <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> um I've been watching some things, been
1: reading some things, been playing some things. Um I feel like we could start with True Detective Night Country. Penultimate episode was last weekend on Friday instead of Sunday because of the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, tonight, the, tonight, actually, the we're recording. Yeah, we're recording this on February 18th. Tonight is the finale. Uh, they got a lot to wrap up in that finale. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think there's a lot of loose ends that and I'm sure it's going to be like an hour and a half or whatever. But I have a lot of questions still, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. You know, like I'm not it's not a chore. I'm still watching it. Yeah. It's not like when we were halfway through Book of Boba Fett and it was like, God, how much longer is the season? It's more of just like a casual watch for me that I enjoy. I love a good mystery, but some of the performances are better than others. Um, I will say the last two episodes have been kind of spookier than the first three, which has made it more interesting to me. What do you think? Because you've been watching it too, right?
0: Yeah, um, I'm all caught up. So um, we didn't Sweet. watch. So we didn't watch the newest episode until a few nights ago. We fell behind, but so I'm all caught up. The finale is all that's left to go. Emily and I are enjoying it. I think she's enjoying it a little bit more than me. I I'm just, I I don't know. I feel like I'm just tainted at this point. Like True Detective is just. That if it first. wasn't called True Detective, would you like it more? Uh, if it wasn't called True Detective, I'm not sure if I would have made it as far as I have. i don't i i really don't know i here's what i'll say jody foster is phenomenal yeah and i think that's about where it ends i think that there (laughs) so much of the supporting cast is just so it's like here here's what here's. so i saw i'm gonna take i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna steal this from a reddit thread so i've been following the true detective like weekly reddit threads that they do like a open discussion on the forums and someone brought this up and it and every and I'm sorry I'm going to ruin this show for you, but I'm I'm going to do it. I mean, you're probably never going to rewatch this season of television ever again. But here, someone said all of the supporting actors, everyone besides Jodie Foster. It's like the director only used their first take on every scene because so many of the line readings don't feel like they were like. Well let's try that again but give me more emotion in like the end of it or or cut that cut 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 cut, cut. it's like that wasn't that wasn't great you kind of stumbled over your words there in the minute it's like it's like ah you didn't quite say this quite right it's like it's like the director only had one take to use for each one of these supporting actors and that's the one they rolled with because so many of their line readings and i don't think it's necessarily the i don't think it's the actor's fault i just think that the writing in this season is just It's written and directed by one person, and it's very, like, one tone all the way through, which
1: sometimes works for it and sometimes works against it. But, I mean, I agree with what you've said. I I think that there are some better performances than what you were saying, personally. Um, I really like John Hawks, who plays Pryor, who – spoilers. Yeah, I like Pryor. Spoilers, but, like, he just killed his dad. You know what I mean? Like good shit. John Hawks plays the dad. I like him too. I think they're both great. That was and, the first uh,
0: cliffhanger ending that I was actually like, okay, I want to see what happens next. Like, I want to, yeah. this is actually a good end. I feel like most of the show's mystery has been like, it's the first episode, the, 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 even the cliffhangers, just they find the bodies. Like, I feel like, yeah true detective at least even in the seasons two and three which aren't as great they still have a cool formula where it's like oh you can't wait to see what's happening i'm kind of like eh. like it's a lot of anticlimactic stuff like it feels really with this the pacing is weird the structure is weird it's, it's just the odd. pacing is weird it definitely
1: needed to it i feel like this is a show that got cut down to six episodes but was originally eight eight me like Like, we'll do spoilers for a couple minutes here. So if you're still watching, you might want to add some more, but like Navarro's sister getting checked into the mental hospital and then immediately getting out and killing herself like within minutes was like so strange Yeah, and like felt completely void of emotion. And I don't like the actress who plays Navarro personally. And so like her freak out at the hospital was like not great. Where'd you go?
0: Where'd they go? You didn't, Uh, you didn't let them, you didn't let them go. Yeah. what the fuck and then she like <laughs>
1: but i tell you what she looks like she would be perfect in the fast and the furious movies absolutely perfect so fighting fighting lenny that is a
0: perfect description of her caliber of acting she's not yeah. a bad actress but she would fit perfectly in fast, the fast and, and furious. furious movies yeah oh
1: i yeah that's but good. i'm excited i want to hear more about what happened at the wheeler case like i want to see what happens there for real like i like sure. the whole um unreliable narrator aspect of that that they keep coming back to obviously i want to see the conclusion of the main case overall but yeah i think like i agree with you there's like there's parts of it that work really well and parts of it that don't um and i'm I'm enjoying it but it's really hard that true detective true detective has such a bad rap like enjoyable show through and through but like you peaked at the very
0: beginning and (laughs) it's just like you can't recover from that here's here's maybe an unpopular opinion they got it they got a they got to take this dog out back and put it down. Like I, I think that they won't I, though. I, that per, it's too pop, Like you and I don't love this season. We're still watching
1: it. That should sure. tell you the power that it has.
0: It, yeah, it it literally is only, but in my opinion, it is basically coasting off the major, majority of the the popularity and the success of the show is coasting off of the name True Detective. I really don't think that. Like you said, if it, just call this Night Country. HBO presents Night Country. This show would be as just as popular as... Do you, did you ever watch the HBO series The Outsider that was based on the Stephen King sh- novel? No, but I read the novel. Okay, so I watched the show. One and done season TV totally leaves it open for a cliffhanger ending where they could have done a second one. No one watched it. It didn't get renewed. That's what this series would have been. This would have been a one-off. It's like... Jodie Foster is a detective in Ennis, Alaska, where it's always nighttime, night country. <laughs> Streaming new episodes Sunday nights, and night I think man. that would've, it would have it oh. would have so, yeah right, it would have <laughs> tanked so hard that they would have never renewed it. So yeah. I don't know. I would, and the other thing that's funny to me is like Nick Pizzolatto or whatever the guy that originally created the series. Have you seen that he's kind of like trash talking this season online? Yeah, he's not a fan. <laughs> he's like there some reporter asked well, he him, was like, what... he was asked he was not asked to come back and i yeah. think they took it personally so. and one of the reporters some reporter asked him like what do you think about th- they're like making ties to like the swirl symbol from the first season and he's like that's fucking stupid carcosa <laughs> yeah
1: he's yeah, yeah. yeah man and, it's hard you know yeah and like there's a lot of theories going on out there that like the, the person that is awakened is the sea goddess that is tied to alaskan mythology. It's going to be weird if there's a sea creature in the last episode. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: It's like, like played it, by I guess if it's if
1: it's frozen in ice and it's like not actually an alive creature, but it's like something that like this cult worships, that would be kind of cool. But yeah, if there's a CGI sea monster in the last episode, I'm out, not interested.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am very – here's what I'll say. Yeah, like you said, I am very curious to see how they, how they land this plane like <laughs> I feel like you think McConaughey's in it. Final, final uh, couple minutes. No. Russ Cole
1: comes back to Alaska. No, I don't think so. I bet you he's in it. He's an executive producer. Well, he's an executive producer of all of them. So is Harrison. But.
0: I think he will be know. there. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's season finale tonight. We'll talk about it. We'll wrap it up once we do it. But yeah, so true detective. Yeah. That's our that's our review so far. Uh, I think the, the best word to use is I think we're mixed <laughs> on it.
1: I think it's a perfectly competent
0: show but it's not like amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's good. What about you? For me, um I started the Mr. and Mrs. Smith show, the Just the Donald the, Glover one. It, yes, the remake of the movie with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt from the early good 2000s. Movie. Uh yeah. good movie. Yeah. Uh the the remake is interesting. Um we only made it a couple episodes in. I've kind of I'm like eh, on it. it. It's it Donald Glover is really good. The two leads are actually both really good. Um but it's it's almost like serialized in a way, which is interesting. It's like each episode is their next target, which is kind of an interesting concept. But it's also like nine episodes long and they're each an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a lot of TV show for. Her. Yeah, <laughs> Like I don't know. Um, commitment. So we'll see. I might make it back. But I, I just don't understand that. Like it, it has like a 90 some percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, like really critically, highly praised, like almost all critics recommended people watch it. I don't see that. I actually I was like not vibing with a lot of the very first episode and it kind of set like a weird I was like, eh, it's just kind of dull. It's like not as exciting as I wanted it to be. And Donald Glover, charisma ma- machine, why sure. they make him play this role so subdued and subtle. He's not at all acting like he's not like the Brad Pitt sort of like he's kind of loud and he's like a little bit more, you know, bubble rash, like secret that. agent. Sure, brash. Yeah. He's much more like. He's much more. like I'm my typical Donald Glover. I'm gonna come into the room and I'm gonna talk. So he's to him more like, like a he's more like a Daniel Craig
1: Bond than a Pierce Brosnan Bond. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. a good comp.
0: Huh. yeah, so that's interesting. probably. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably never gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recommend <laughs> checking. it I'm out. I'm glad you checked it
1: out, though. That's that's cool. Yeah, I
0: figured I'd give it a I give it a whirl. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for that Lando that. movie though. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, go right. on.
1: Uh, do you wanna
0: do you wanna jump in here? You you've got you got some stuff. Yeah,
1: I rewatched the nineteen ninety nine mummy, the Brendan Fraser mummy. Uh,
0: I, so I Julie... saw this in the doc, and I thought maybe you mistyped National Treasure. I was no. like, oh, he rewatched the National Treasure, but no, you actually rewatched the mummy. Yeah. So Julie and I have a list of movies that we're watching, some of which one of us maybe
1: and this is one that she had not seen. And I was like, you're going to fucking love this movie. And we spun it back. And that movie is incredibly charming and, and quite funny and still holds up. Some of the CGI effects are obviously very dated for 1999. Twenty five years ago, this movie came out. But I mean, Brendan Fraser, man, he was on the cusp of being a big time star. Like he, they, that franchise, I think, is a little bit better than people give it credit for, except for the I don't really love the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, but. That's also because they recasted the Rachel Vice character in that one, but I think the first two are pretty fun. This one I really, really enjoy. But if you haven't, if you haven't given that one a watch in a while, you know, get some, uh, you know, get some, get some vibes going with certain, you know, drinking things and uh, spin it back. It's a good time. All right, have you cool. seen this movie?
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Thoughts. It's it's fine. It never grabbed me in the same way that it really seemed to grab you, other than the fact I that love, I really like love Brendan Fleury, Turn Brendan of the Freigen. century adventure stuff, obviously. So like
1: this, Indiana Jones, you know, that kind of all speaks to me for sure.
0: Yeah. Indiana Jones speaks to me very, very deeply. I love the, the original trilogy of Indiana Jones movies, but 100%. yeah, the mummy just never really clicked with me. Yeah. Um,
1: I like I Egypt I a lot off. too. So that, you know, that kind of kind of hits all my boxes the thing that's cool about indiana jones over um fraser's character is that brendan fraser's character rick is the the muscle and the guns guy and rachel Weiss is the archaeologist smarts person whereas indiana jones is both and that's just you know better more dynamic character leads we'll some more stuff but there's some funny ass jokes in the mummy so if you haven't yeah. checked it out 25 years might be a good year to give it a rewatch see if it holds up crazy Crazy, crazy, crazy! I don't There's know another you, big but, movie that comes out again in theaters this year for its 25th anniversary, which makes me feel so old. Yes, yeah, so we'll old.
0: talk about that in a little yeah. bit. Uh, all right, so I watched the Marvels. All right, here it is. Here it is, baby. <laughs> do I, need to get a I drink
1: or anything? Like, uh, I gonna I've gonna still okay? got a
0: little bit more beer left. We can get it. We can take a break before we do the news flashpoint. Okay. Unless you want to get a drink now? <laughs> no, I'm gonna drink some water and prepare for the rest of the okay. day. Um, yeah, so the Marvels, I know that the last episode we we, do, we did, I, I famous, I this think this is I now the fifth time said, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah, but this time one of us has actually fucking seen it. So <laughs> it officially came to Disney Plus. So if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you can stream the movie at no additional cost. Um. And Emily and I watched it on a weeknight, pop some popcorn. I was like, well, here it is. The first Marvel movie that in since Iron Man that I didn't see in theaters. I'm like, here we go. And uh, it's totally fine. It is the most movie movie that's ever movied. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It, it is it is unoffensive in basically every way. The plot is cohesive from start to begin, start to end. I think that there's a lot of really good performances. There are some performances that really suck. I think Aman, Aman, Valani or uh, yeah, Kamala Khan is excellent. I think that she is fabulous, Um, super charismatic, carries most of the movie's comedic tone, I actually think Brie Larson is better in this than she has been in any other Marvel project. I think she she actually has more emotion in her performance, and they actually do something interesting with her character, which is they spoilers explain why she was not around, and it's actually kind of a compelling reason why she wasn't around for a lot of the events of like Infinity War and the like the uh, the Loki stuff. And what's like, the reason? So basically, the whole the whole concept is that she is um in trying to liberate one of the uh kree planets so she tries to like destroy there's an ai ro- spoilers for the marvels everybody out there i know you all fucking just they de- dicks out waiting he's been out for break. six months we gotta stop doing a spoiler yeah I know. so the premise is is that she she the kree have this ai bot this ai head that looks like the the wizard of oz that's like leading their people based on like Mm -hmm. here's what we need to do to be the most intelligent it's like the 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 healthiest people live the 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 weeks are executed blah 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 and she's like i'm gonna liberate these people and so she goes to this planet and like destroys this ai but what it actually does is like it causes them to fall under no leadership or order so it turns the Cree people into like like they they become like chaos chaos and like a dictatorship. So she she kind it's kind of like an allusion to like occupied Germany and stuff like that. Like it's actually a kind a of second. fascinating.
1: Isn't this an a plot of Rick and Morty? Isn't it Unity, the hive mind the that hive controls mind. that population? And then as soon as it's gone, they start killing each other. Sure. It's kind of the like the Rick that, and yeah. Morty writers are like staff writers for Marvel now, I'm pretty sure. So that yeah.
2: Huh. okay.
1: But,
0: but yeah, so basically, so anyway, she was doing that for like thirty years. And the problem was is that the Cree—that's what started the war. So the Cree are now fighting every other people because they want like supremacy because they they were like led in such a horrible direction and they blame her and a bunch of other people because she represented like the the scrolls and represented a bunch of other civilizations. So she's like, I basically just had to hop around from like planet to planet, like protecting each up one a mess. of them basically cleaning up her own mess. Hmm. Um, And it's fascinating because she's like her, her characters arc in this. It's not like really well done, but what they play around with. And this is probably her last time playing Captain Marvel. It's probably a lot of these people's last time playing these roles. Unfortunately, it sucks. Uh, The movie bombed, but like her conflict, her characters conflict in this, she's like, she's always okay. So there are sexists out there. There are stupid idiot Fucking sexist people that watch Captain Marvel and they review bomb it because they're like, man, I don't like women in in movies, but that's one thing. Okay, then on the other side, there was then on the other side, there were people like me where I was like, I I didn't I don't I like Brie Larson a lot. I think she's great in a lot of her other movies. I really don't like the way that she plays Captain Marvel like she's so deadpan and serious in this She's given a lot more levity to do, but it's because her character motivation is that she's going from planet to planet trying to help these people that are in shitty situations, but she's doing it alone. And then when she gets entangled with these other two people, it forces her to actually like build relationships because she's like, my best friend passed away from cancer. Like I abandoned my family on earth. It's like, I don't, I, I have to be a loner because she's basically like self-sabotaging her relationships with other people. And then this entanglement thing with their powers forces her to reconnect with other humans. And I was like, this is actually a really interesting explanation for why Captain Marvel is such a dick in the other movies. Like she's kind of like a loner because that's how she feels that she has to be because of the situation she put herself in. Of course, hmm. That does not save this movie. It it has one of the worst villains in in the Marvel universe. It's it's down there with like the 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 Dark El the
1: Acu- yeah, accuser. <laughs> it's down
0: it is down there baby. Um okay. it's it's atrocious. Uh some of the CG is is laughable uh, on these planets that they jump to. Um yeah, it, Nick Fury Samuel L. Jackson doesn't know what movie he's in man he's just, they wheeled him his ass on set and they fed they fed it they gave him like a joint or an edible and they're whatever they they, they did something to Sam Jackson and, and they were like hey just uh you know be funny or whatever and he's like Captain Marvel you crazy and then he like sits back down <laughs> for the rest of the scene I'm like what is Samuel L. Jackson doing in this movie he's like 90 years old damn so I don't know. So, yeah, the movie, I actually think that, like, if you're a Marvel fan, if you've been enjoying the MCU movies, it is totally better than it's better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's better than uh, it's better than Hawkeye. It's definitely better Without than it. Eternals. <laughs> it's better than it's better than B- Quantumania by a mile. It's I'm better- sure it's. These are all low bars. I know. It's all low bars. Hawkeye but it's one, like Which
1: I think is a
0: terrible shot taken I, across the bow. So when I, I ranked it, every time I see a Marvel movie, I, I have a letterboxed list where I rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Do you have and it higher I than I the my, first
1: Captain Marvel? What'd you say? Do you have it higher than the first Captain Marvel? I would say
0: so. Really? Yeah. And a big part of that is because it's shorter. Um, This oh, movie yeah, is like movie an movie hour. And, this movie's an hour and 40 minutes. You're in, you're out. It, it, it's lovely. Like we started it at nine o'clock. We were over by like 1045. I was like, all right, time for bed. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> right. It was just enough for me to have like a glass and a half of wine and a bowl of popcorn. I was like pretty fancy, pretty fantastic timing on that one. Just like, um, so I ranked it. Let's pull up my list. I'm almost there. I put it right below Dr. Strange and above guardians of the galaxy holiday special. So you it's like this higher than the holiday special. Yeah. What? Well, the holiday special is not like a full movie. Doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to look back at that list, I guarantee you, in a year or two, and you're going to be like, why did I put that so high? I don't well, know you I,
0: yeah, it's you true. Always I, do always, that. I always adjust stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, right
1: now, I don't know. your gut reaction is that it's it, a feature it's length movie
0: is better than a special. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It is good. <laughs> it is a good movie. It is just totally okay. I actually recommend that people should. Check it out. I think that Amon Velani and Kamala Khan is actually really good. I think that Photon is cool, um, and the humor caught me off guard, and the sentimentalness of of Brie Larson's character. Uh, I I was surprised by this movie. I uh, but obviously, all of that is with the giant asterisks because our my expectations were so far underground that y- yeah you couldn't even smell them anymore. So I I uh, yeah check it out if you want to. It's an interesting flick. I. Doesn't I think that it quantum mania, the fact that that movie made more money than this, it's like, you know, I get that everything's different. This is fatigue talking here. Like people probably didn't see this just mainly due to superhero fatigue. But like this movie is way better than than that shite. Like,
1: yeah, that movie is terrible.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Cool. If you have Disney Plus, it is totally worth throwing on while you're doing laundry. Like that's kind of this movie, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, while I have been reading a lot of comics,
1: it looks like you have two. So we can talk about that. Uh Batman issues 142 and 143. This is a new story arc by Chip Zdarsky. This is Joker year one. This oh, is an yeah. origin story for the Joker. That is a kind of like a sequel slash bringing together of the Scott Snyder Joker, the killing joke Joker and the three Jokers storyline and trying to put it all under one roof. It's getting a little confusing, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is Zdarsky, I think, is still a great writer. And the artist for this story half the time is uh, Andrea Sorrentino, who did the art for Gideon Falls. Hell yeah. Some, some really good Joker imagery drawn by them, which is really cool. Um, so that is worth the price of admission for me. I really enjoy it. Here's my my last take, though. Like, I get it. The Joker's cool. Every time they do a big Joker story, it sells out. I'm glad I have them. You know, I like reading a new Joker story, but like they're starting to get a little too on the cosmic spectrum of things where it's like, what does it mean to be the Joker and how many Jokers are there and why is they why are they entangled in this never ending battle? It's like I kind of don't really need that out of the Joker. Like my Joker is. Mark Hamill's Joker, I'm perfectly fine with just a, a clown, insane man who is a crime boss. Like, you don't really need to rethink the wheel too much there. But, you know, 80 years of comic books, they got to come up with new fresh takes every now and then. So I just got to sit by and do it. But if there's a writer that I trust more with the Joker, it's definitely Zadarsky over the last Joker story arc that they did a couple years ago. So
0: I'll keep you posted on that one. Um, and what's, sorry, what's the Joker? It's so it's still coming out in single issues, but do you it's think it's in Batman? Oh, it's, oh, so it's a story enclipsed in part of a Batman. In the main story. Batman story. Got it. In
1: the main Batman book. So it's right now it's only issues 142 and 143, but I think it's supposed to go through like 146. So okay. you'll you probably think, be able to get a trade eventually.
0: That was what I was going to ask
1: because eventually I'll you let you that know that it like might, it might not be worth it if they don't stick the landing.
0: <laughs> so just
1: read the killing joke again. Um, oh, maybe you know, I, um, I, I finally read We Have Demons, which is a dark horse book written by Scott Snyder and drawn by Greg Capullo, who did okay. the new 52 Batman. Um, the artwork is obviously beautiful. Greg Capullo is, is up there with you know, like Jim Lee and some others, is one of my favorite artists. I don't really love this premise though. I felt like so. I got all three books on a um digital claim sale on Hunter Comics on YouTube. Check them out. And I got all three for 10 bucks, which is less than the price that it was when they came out. They were $6.99 when they originally came out. So I got them for under fair market value. I was like, I want to read this. I read all three of them. It's perfectly mid. The art was beautiful. But the premise, Zachary, is that there's two entities that exist on planet Earth. There's Halo and Horn. Halo is what is essentially like good. And then Horn is evil. And Horn is what poisons people into turning them into demons and the halo is like a secret organization of people that are essentially trying to keep horn from overrunning the the planet moving on to the next one so it's kind of like just a classic good versus evil take with secret societies and cool action and stuff like that and all the visuals are really beautiful but the story i don't think is like super compelling nor the characters so that's just how i feel
0: um interesting
1: And then the last comic that I have been reading that I recommend is Action Comics, uh, issues 1061 and 1062. Uh, Jason Aaron, who is a writer of Thor, the Mighty Thor, and the Avengers for the last couple of years, is now in D.C. And he's writing a Superman story with Bizarro. It's actually very fascinating where Bizarro has unleashed a virus on the world that turns everyone into Bizarro. And so... It's, it's everyone except for Superman right now has been poisoned to the bizarro versions of themselves. So for example, the cliffhanger at the end of 1062 is that Superman needs help. And the only person that he can go to is the Joker because the bizarro version of the Joker is actually an insane or is actually a sane person. So it's someone that can be relied on. And as opposed to working with a agent of chaos, he's an agent of good, which is pretty funny. Yeah. So Clever, unique take on Bizarro, which is like a Silver Age funny DC sure. super villain. But this is actually like taking it in a more serious manner. The art work's really cool, um so I'm digging it right now. It's about okay. to, it's I think it's only going to be three parts though. It's going to be a very short story. So cool, yeah. Lots of good thoughts. shit out there,
0: man. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Um, the Dark Horse one is interesting to me, but I like. I'll loan it, it to you if you want. you said it's kind of mid though. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Well. I think I've, I'm saturated, though, with content like this. Like for you, you might enjoy it. It might be like a very fresh comic book story that you haven't seen before. But um, yeah, well, as we all know, it's, hard, it's really hard to get new IP. It. Yeah, it's hard to get new IP in comics off the ground too. like. Sure. It's no Gideon Falls. I wouldn't go as far as to recommend it like that.
0: But man, how good was Gideon Falls, huh? So good. So good. I guess it so every day. Good. I can't wait till eventually down the road, whenever it happens that we do get around to watching Twin Peaks or I force you to watch that show, you're going to see so many illusions. You're going to be um, like, yeah, you're going to be like, wow, this, they, they took the a lot of inspiration ripoff. from yeah. <laughs> not a blatant ripoff, but they do take a lot of inspiration from Twin Peaks. I think yeah. that there is interesting. There's going to be a lot of fiction that you enjoy that you're going to realize like, Oh, a lot of this was inspired by David Lynch when we do we get around to watching Twin Peaks, but Um, For me, one of my New Year's resolutions was read more comics. I'm going to work through a lot of the trades that either I've been gifted over the years that I've been really awful and not read because I'm a terrible person. Um, But I'm also going to read a bunch of the books that John has loaned me that I need to give him back. Um, One of the books that I was given as a gift was Frank Miller's Sin City, the Mm -hmm. the first part, which I didn't know. So that's the first thing that I'll tell you is I was like – Okay, so I'm expecting this is going to be basically the story of the a movie, one and done. Yeah, yeah, and then I realized the movie is just this is one of the vignettes in the movie. Yep. Um, and I didn't really realize that, but I thought this was a phenomenal visual read. Yep. Um, story story wise, I mean, it is what it is. It's like that a couple days in the life of a fucked up noir detective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of goes through some shit, gets into some shit, fights some shit. Frank Miller is an interesting writer.
1: I think visually, he's he's created some obviously very striking, yes, stuff, including Sin City, three hundred, The Dark Knight Returns, eighties Daredevil, and creating all those characters. And stuff I love like The that. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns is probably his best job writing. It's either that or Daredevil Born Again for me personally. Um, but I'm glad you read it, and, and you know, hopefully you enjoyed it. I know it's, but he's it kind great. of like Frank Miller, Frank Miller and Grant, uh, not Grant Morrison. Sorry, Frank Miller is just kind of like one of those guys that, um, when they're the writer and the author, or the writer and the artist, sometimes you just kind of have to like pick a basket that you really enjoy more because sometimes they're a little under, undercooked on on other aspects of things. But the story itself is just not very like. It's not overly crazy, but
0: the the visuals is where Sin City really shines. I think. Well, it's a mood piece, and I totally agree with everything that you just said. But it's like I was trying to find a good example, and I flipped right to a page. So page one thirty of the book is this. Yeah, that's cool. Which is just one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. It's a striking thing of like of the detective in the rain, and it's like the light from the rain is is lighting up his coat. But on the spine is this giant. Like let me, let me read you an excerpt. Please. Like. Here. My eyes still watch out for a squad car, a beat cop, but my brain goes off on its own deep inside, spreading out the puzzle pieces one more time, trying to find two that'll fit together, looking for some hint of the big picture. It's like, I can totally hear Fucking someone reading this shit over like a black and white movie, which is basically what the movie is. So you know,
1: yeah, yeah, it's just a know. noir detective. Yeah, and I, but like, the thing is, is there's really good examples of that in like Batman books, where the where the internal monologue is great, and then there are times too where you're reading and you're like, less talky Batman, more punching things, <laughs> do something.
0: Yeah, and so. You know, while I did not think that the writing in the book was that stellar, like just the visuals are so captivating and the way that it visually tells a story, I thought that all of the stuff after he gets abducted, like is is some of the best looking things I've ever seen in the comic book. Like where they he's like chained up in the basement with the pro- with the prostitute and like all of that stuff. Like I was like, this is just superb. Like it is like looks good. It's just this creepy mood ambience. So r- while I didn't like. I mean, it's a vignette like I enjoyed the story as it was, but I just think that the 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 book, it was fun to like uh, I, I spread it out, but I was like reading a chapter a night like I would like have like a glass of wine and I would really like sit and like stare at some of these pages because I thought that they were just so striking. So beautiful. Have you ever um, you ever read Watchmen? Yes, I have read Watchmen. That's the internal
1: monologue that I think is a little bit better. It's like the Rorschach notes sure. where it's like he doesn't have punctuation or anything like that.
0: September third. Fuck! I wish I had my the people my watch below that. look up at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta find out. We yeah, gotta we'll track find it. it. It's all good. I, I, you know, that that book's been reprinted so many times. I can get a copy for like five bucks at half price books. I'm not that worried about the trade. That I don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, what's your what's next on your reading list, or um, have you not I picked one yet?
0: I have not picked one yet, but I've got a couple in there. I've got uh, some. I've got some Superman books. I've got Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. I really want to read, but it's like daunting to me just because of how big it is. But I feel like you don't if have I to started... read the
1: whole thing in one sitting, though. There's like multiple little stories. Like that. That appendix. Like that. Sorry, not appendix. That um, omnibus of Ultimate Spider Man is like six trades worth of stories so you can just read like the first five issues and then put it back and then come back to it later you Yeah, know?
0: yeah so You're we'll gonna, see i've also got daredevil you know, that book is that book is so good yeah i've also got daredevil i've also got um that comic that grayson bought me for my birthday invisibles like, invisibles i really want to read so there's a lot i've got i've got a big bookshelf over there i'm just gonna start whittling it away it's really just gonna be whatever speaks to me but sure I'm in February, and I've got one down. So if, 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 at the rate I'm going, <laughs> you can expect two to three more. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll try more than last I'm gonna try year. Harder. I'm going to try harder, though,
1: I promise. Yeah. Um, um Go ahead. You keep going because you have oh, more okay. than me.
0: And the one that I want
1: to talk about ties into something that we want to discuss together anyway. So.
0: Okay, cool. So I'll rip through some of these really quickly. I don't even need to talk about it too much. Um, I bought Helldivers 2, new PlayStation 5 game. The game is really fun. It's a it's based off a PS Vita game from back in the day, um, but the problem with the game is so me, our friends Michael, John, and uh, Nate are going to be playing as a quad. It's forty dollars, which is an awesome budget price for a, a brand new video game, and it's one of those multiplayer games that like it's not like a bullshit multiplayer game like Call of Duty is now. Like you actually have a good progression system, and it's really fun. And the game is fun. There's a lot of shit to do, so it's a good value. It's a good bang for your buck. The problem. I haven't been able to play a single game this whole fucking weekend because the servers are maxed out because this game is more popular than they expected it to be. So they they literally, it crashes every time I open up the game is because there's more people playing this than they expected. It's a small dev team. And I think Sony is sending like them extra resources right now to make sure that the game stays afloat. Because if it keeps up like this, like no one's going to care about this game in a couple weeks if people can't get actually in and fucking play it. So that sucks. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I watched National Treasure. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Arrival. Emily and I had movie night the other oh, night. We actually ended up going with Arrival because she. Had when never you texted seen me it. the options, yes. and then you just you went fucking one eighty. You went- and did something I was, else. I was like, I, I so I have a list of movies on my phone. It's like I keep it updated every couple of months. It's like Zach's favorite movies of all time, and Arrival is on that list. And so, really, how long is the list? Say thirty movies long. 25, 30 movies.
1: Thirty to twenty. I have a top 30 on mine, too. We should do that sometime. Yeah, we should.
0: I feel like we've done that recently, haven't we?
1: No, we haven't. Not for just movies, period. Oh, I don't yeah. think we've ever
0: done that. That's something that we should do for like episode 150 or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I revised it recently, but it's a 30 movies long. Favorite favorite movies of all time, not best movies. It's like Zach's personal well, yeah. favorite movies of all time. That's what mine is, too.
1: Yeah. Arrival's in What's there. your 30th? We'll just do a little little tease, little tease here.
0: Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean,
1: the first one.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what my number thirty is? What? Shrek two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a good episode, everybody. Buckley this is gonna Steve be a great <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So just man, I don't want to talk about it because it's so it's an old movie, but God it's damn, a good movie, that a movie really is movie. so fucking good, and it that's also just a good time to rewatch it too.
1: Doing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I need to rewatch the first one before that movie comes out too. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> um.
0: Also, Madden 24. I think it's currently on sale on the PlayStation store for 20 bucks. So I bought it. Totally fun. Whatever. Uh, The menus are awful, though. That game is so broken. <laughs> like, I don't understand how EA gets a, They can't keep getting away with it. It's Oh, we're going to talk messy. about EA and football here in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Very interesting way. Yeah um so emily and i started watching love is blind too i know yeah. uh Julia's your 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 dearly beloved julia texted mine <laughs> dearly my girlfriend beloved. <laughs> was like it was like yo you watching love is blind new season it is awful but it's hilarious at the same time so, good trash tv I so, feel oh it's like fantastic trash. TV. always a good and- time and then the last thing that I, I just think wanted... Julia
1: said the other night we were talking about it. She told me like, she pretty much told me every major beat that happens. If there even, it could be major beats. She's just like, everyone sucks.
0: And I'm like, Oh, okay. I like <laughs> the people on like... this season better than last season. Last season yeah. was a dumpster fire, but this year there's actually some people that I kind of, I like a kind little bit, but yeah, I vibe okay. with. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just man, the, with just perfect trash TV. It's perfect. Something to eat while uh, it's something to watch while I'm eating And then after that, there's when you put the serious stuff on, you know? Sure, (laughs) sure. But the only other thing that I want to talk about, and I want to talk about this just very briefly. This is not a politics show. John and I do not talk about politics on this show. (laughs) Uh, We're not in-depth analysts or whatever, but I just want to say – Something that really helped shape a lot of my political ideology and helped challenge me when I was younger was The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. It was Comedy Central's late night talk show with Jon Stewart, who I thought was, you know, he's one of my personal, like, heroes, like, just in terms of, like, what he's done for the political scene and engaging young voters. And he hosted the The Daily Show on Comedy Central for years and years and years and years, like, like through 9 11 and through Bush and through the Obama administration and he his tenure at the Daily show ended right when Trump got inaugurated and um it's very much the first like time yeah, yeah the first time first and, and
1: hopefully only <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh people people always made the comp t- of John Stewart to the opening to the last airbender where it's like and when the world needed him most he suddenly vanished and that's basically that is kind of how I felt where it's like yeah. His his political commentary, I think, is some of the most perfect. Pitch Do you like Colbert. Perfect. I like Colbert, but Colbert was always more farcical than he was. Like I thought that's how jo- I feel about Colbert, though, the way that you're talking about young mind being formed. Sure. Um, but anyway, uh with the election this year, twenty twenty four is a big election year. Biden is re, re- running again, and Trump is probably gonna be the Republican. And nominee. RFK
1: Jr. That was yeah, a big ad on the Super Bowl. I can't believe he bought a whole slot. That was yeah, pretty
0: crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. But yeah. um, do you think
1: the mob's going to try
0: to whack him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, probably. That's a terrible uh, joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, so John Stewart th- with the election year coming up, it's a big. This is going to be one of those like big. We talk about this election for a long time, sorts of years, and he is hosting the Daily Show again, coming back yeah. w- once a week every Monday from now until the election. And I watched the first run. So you can get it. If you subscribe to, I think it's Paramount Plus or Peacock. It's one of the two, but whatever the stream, I think it might be Peacock actually. Peacock is
1: NBC. If it's on CBS, then it's Paramount Plus.
0: It's on Comedy Central. I think that's Paramount Plus. Okay, then it's Paramount Plus, but um, but I really I don't hold me to that. <laughs> I I don't know Wh- wherever streaming service it's on. It's if you don't watch it Monday night on Comedy Central. So if you don't have cable, the show posts on Tuesday, just kind of like SNL. Um, and I watched his Monday night commentary. Man, it's just so good to have that guy back in the in the public space again. Um, it it, it was awesome. I was laughing. I was. It, it's just I missed him. I missed that show a lot. Like I think that he's just so I, nothing against Trevor Noah, but Trevor Noah was just not Jon Stewart and Jon Stewart. It's just so good to have him back in the chair. Like, man, I thought that that, that it was so strong and you know, I, I encourage people to go check that out. I think it's a really, a really interesting. has a lot to say about negatives on both sides of the alley, man. Cause it's like, there's a lot of, you know, not to get too political, but Yeah. Not some great stuff happening on not, both sides of the aisle not, right now.
1: <laughs> not really a great year. Yeah. <laughs> no. So having discourse will be good, I think. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So I'll that's it for it me. Out.
0: So you can uh, you can hop on board. Maybe. Yeah.
1: There's one thing I forgot before we talk about The Last of Us. Um, I watched the Taylor Tomlinson Have It All uh, Netflix special, which posted from her most recent tour date. Really funny. Check it out. Okay. Um, But yeah, I watched Grounded 2, which is the documentary yeah, yeah. for the making of The Last of Us Part 2 they filmed the entire production until covid and then they had to stop filming it while they finished the game which if you remember when radiovania covered it 4 years ago they had multiple delays covid pushed it back indefinitely and then they wound up dropping it in june of 2020 um and then the end of this documentary was filmed last fall so it kind of like they come back and kind of revisit the game's release the game awards some of the backlash with the leaks that happened right before, which was like truly awful. There's like death threats to Laura Bailey and her family and yeah. like lots of other Jesus. crazy shit. Like, yep. but it's fascinating. If you're a last of us video game fan and even show fan, they talk about the show a little bit too. Um, It's a really interesting documentary having, watching them juggle finalizing production of uncharted lost legacy while making the preliminary stuff for part two. And then how much, of like people's souls and time they had to pour into making that game perfect um but yeah really good and you know the big thing coming out of it is that uh neil Druckmann's finally got an idea for part three so not that there was really
0: any shock there but it's still nice to hear
1: that confirmation come about which is
0: dope yeah, I mean, we'll get one more of those when Sony officially confirms that they're like working on it or whatever. But basically, I mean, there was no no way they weren't gonna green light a sequel to The Last of Us. It's well, and that's one what he says. He
1: says in the documentary, he's like, he's like, the nice thing about our relationship with Sony is they don't pressure us. He's like, what? He's like, if we want to do something else, they just kind of let us do whatever we need to do. Right. So you know, they said obviously, if you have an idea, we'd love to make another game. But if you're not ready to do that at that time and you have a different idea, that's fine too. Sure. He's like, well, he's like, well, finally I have something that I think is is a good idea. We just need to develop a story around it. So stay tuned for that over the next eight years. But uh Yeah, right. Um wait, in the wait. meantime, we might be getting a Tommy centric solo game, which <laughs> would be really fun for your boy. Um and it's actually I, I watched the clip again, but he says it's a it's a story-based narrative featuring Tommy that takes place after the second game. So it would not be his days in Seattle it would actually be one-eyed Tommy doing something after the second game which would be pretty interesting. So I don't know what that's going to
0: entail. Maybe it's I think him it, going back. Yeah. Maybe it's him going back to Texas to get something. I don't know. Whatever it is I think that that's a great idea. I think that doing yeah. more stuff with Tommy as a character is is almost um it's almost kind of shocking that they haven't yet I think that his inclusion in part 2 was even he's such a
1: big part of part two. Yeah. I kind of like always forget about it until I'm, playing. I'm like he's in the game. Obviously more than Joel, um, but his presence is also such a driving force as well. Like both of those guys, the Miller brothers, are really like such a driving force of that second game, which is really fascinating. And so like I just. So I've been replaying the second game, and this is where I wanted to talk about no return so we can talk about the stakes of the no return bowl here in a minute. Yeah, here we go, baby. Um, but before that, like, I've been playing the story again, and I just took over as Abby. And on the first day, like, Abby and Manny go into uh, – so, yeah, you go, to the, you go to the base on the first day or whatever, and Nora takes you back to f- see that body that Owen shot. And there's, like, stacks of bodies in there and body bags. And, like, I just, like, for the first time playing it, like, recently, it kind of jogged my memory that's like, this is almost the end of the first day. These are, like, also, not only is it bodies that the Seraphites have been killing, but it's, like, this is a lot of, like, Tommy's damage that you kind of find on the first day. And it's, like, yeah, damn, dude, that guy did a lot of fucking collateral damage to both sides of the uh, the factions there in Seattle, but... Yeah, uh, check it out. No, no, uh, the Last of Us Part Two remastered. It's still ten bucks, so well worth the buy. And uh Zach and I are gonna have a little fun, friendly competition here. Do you want to tell?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll kick it off. Um, so yeah, the no return bowl is happening. We joked around about it. Um, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it as a little experiment, and I think it's it's gonna be a fun, it, it, fun, um, showcase. Of our talents with this game and i i'm you know i'm curious to see where the cards lie uh but basically what we've decided and we're going to kind of figure out some ground rules here is we've got a doc and i sent you the doc did you see my spreadsheet loved it i like your name
1: yeah zachary 100%. runner up patello
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah you um, out of that but basically what we're going to be doing is and the way that we've kind of set it set it out is that starting tomorrow so um yeah so you got my spreadsheet we started talking about the rules of the game i think basically what we had dec- what we've decided on as of right now is that starting tomorrow february 19th We're going to be doing a daily run per day and that score of the daily run. So the pre-required, whatever it is, so we're on the same playing field every single day, that score, whatever our multiplier score is total, we will write down, you know, the date of the attempt and the score that we got. And then at the end of, I don't know how long you want to go. You want to go like, we haven't talked about the date range, we also haven't talked about like difficulty at all. I I or like the parameter week within that.
1: start with a week. You only want to do a week just to start and then just see how it's going. Um, I have a bachelor party in two weekends anyway, so got it. we can start it this week and at least go until then. But then I won't be able to play for three or four days. So um, but pretty much we can go indefinitely as long as we are both playing the same one. So it's yeah, like if that's... I play one one day, you have to play it and vice versa. that's what I figured we can work that out amongst ourselves to see as long as, you know, we're playing the same amount of games. And then in terms of difficulty, I was going to leave that up to you because I learned something about you yesterday, which is that (laughs) you typically play The Last of Us on very light when you're just experiencing the story. And thus far have only been playing that in no return as well. I usually play on
0: moderate to hard. Yeah, not only so yeah, and not I'm not only playing on very light. I have dialed it up just to see what it's like, but usually I get my ass handed to me. And today, just as an example, I tried today's daily run, the one with Abby on mm-hmm. moderate, and I think my score was like 300, and I I died on the second attempt. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> what do you want to do difficulty then? Like do you want us to I'm... both play on very light or do you just want to be like it incentivizes you to try to play a harder difficulty.
0: I'm fine with whatever. I think that you should be able to select whatever difficulty you want because it also, you know, it increases your You might your die multiplier.
1: early and yeah. then somebody could finish a run on a lower difficulty and score more than you that day. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's do that then. We'll just, we'll make sure we're playing on the same day, but difficulty is up to the user. Cool. And then maybe so- maybe we check in again around mid-March. Or so playing off and on what our personal schedules allow, and we'll see, we'll see how it's going.
0: <laughs> yep. And I, I just think that we have to, you know, on the days that, or it's like, oh, Hey, by the way, tonight I have date night with Emily or something, or it's like, I'm going to tonight doesn't count essentially. Yeah. yeah. So it's like play the daily run if you want, but it doesn't count for the score. And so that's why the date of attempt will make, will, will work because 100%. it's like, we're just putting down the dates. Like it, at the end, we'll just tally up the dates that we have that connect with each other. And then, you know,
1: sounds good to me, man, go from there. So I'm excited
0: it'd be fun to have like
1: essentially like a we should play them at the same time sometimes too so we can video chat with each other or not video
0: chat but like get in a game chat yeah that would be fun but i basically i told john like like we were talking on the phone yesterday i was like I, i just i guess we had never really talked about game difficulty in general but generally for most video games i lean light on difficulty because like you know there are certain games that are outliers that i want a good challenge with but like for the most part, for story driven experiences, which are the re- I mostly play video games for story based experiences like, yeah. it's fun. Th- the eventual Call of Duty or Hell Divers or Madden where I can be like, oh, it's just a fun little like it's a more competitive thing that it's an I don't arcade really care. game. Yeah. Sure, it's an arcade game, but mostly I wouldn't be playing video games as much as I do in my age if I didn't feel like the medium was progressing in, in a way that I appreciate like Naughty Dog and. Respawn and Remedy and all these great studios that are doing these amazing stories and video games and are really immersive. And like that to me is what it keeps me going. And for those, usually I don't really want to get my teeth kicked in. Like I don't find the, I don't find the, I don't find it very fun losing over and over and over again where I'm like, well, I just want to see the next story beat. Like I, I feel like the gameplay in the last of us is really fun and it's super tight. And it's mechanically really well designed, but it's also just what I'm doing. I view every combat encounter in The Last of Us in what do I need to do to get to the next story beat? Like, that's usually what combat is in those games to me. So I generally, for most video games, I play on lighter difficulty, like uh, only in games where it locks difficulty, like. You brought up Bloodborne was a game that I really got into. And I also got into Elden Ring quite a bit. I played that game for like 120 hours. No difficulty settings. Like you're on hard difficulty the whole way through, baby. And those experiences every now and then they just click for me. But most of the time I play, I play easy. Yeah, I mean,
1: for me, I personally find the moder the moderate difficulty or medium or whatever the middle setting is is typically what I'll play the first time to experience right. something. I'm okay with dying a few times in my game, you know. I-, I wanna have a little bit of an edge, especially playing like a horror game the first time around. Like being scared for my life is kind of the the enjoyment of that and being like being clicker and immediately like getting iced unless I have a shiv or something is an exciting experience for me to help me be prepared in those worlds and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, typically when I'm replaying something, I'll up the difficulty. If I found it easy the first time around, like um, like with uncharted, Uh, you know, I'll do that a lot just because that is kind of an arcade shooter at times too. There's so much fucking ammo in uncharted and you can just like run around and, shoot guys while you're hanging off a grapple hook and stuff like that but i definitely understand where you're coming from and you're not the only person i know that does that i think i just associate you as a guy playing video games but we've yeah like you said we've never really talked about difficulty and it just was more of a surprise to me than anything it's not like a a thing that makes you any less of a video game fan or like (laughs) a savant of video games it's just like you and i have different experiences that we're looking for i think
0: yeah i've never proclaim that i am good at video games i play a lot of them but it, just i just love very, a lot of them yeah. i just <laughs> love video games i'm just not very I, I don't think i'm very good at them like i would uh, every like i every now and then i'll get you're really very good at mario at you're,
1: you're you're not giving yourself enough credit
0: i can play mario you were the I can... one
1: that was saving us on that fucking super mario wonder level yeah where we had to time it up with the music that was
0: awful yeah old school platform here's what here's games that i'm good at old school platformers super smash brothers mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically it uh, it's like those two games NBA Jam yeah I can run a I can run the court in NBA Jam that's true yeah yeah you're a good arcade gamer for sure yeah yeah arcade games yeah joystick it, games are Zach's bread and butter yeah <laughs> I love joysticks baby Just one give joystick me one button <laughs> give me something long hard and black and I'll play with... <laughs> Yeah, I'll play, I'll play that thing t- all night long so yeah Yeah, so I'm excited to see how the no return bowl goes. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, use my lunch break tomorrow at work to uh, to do round number one. And we will see. We will see what happens. I'm I'm, if I was a betting man, though, I would put (laughs) my chips down on you taking the take, taking the cake on this one.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I've been getting cocky. I've been making some uh, crucial errors the last couple of days. So I didn't try today's yet. Actually, I might do that tonight. If we have time after we're done, but I don't think we will. We're gonna be pretty busy. Although we have time in between some of our pod segments that we're doing, a little peek yeah. behind the curtain. But, mm. but like I this, did. Uh, today... This is
0: a nice beefy news episode. Yeah, it's, I know. it
1: turned out to be, which has been fun today.
0: So today's to end the no return thing. Today's daily run. I was like, let me try moderate. I was like, I haven't really done that many moderates, and so I tried moderate. And the first one, I it was a, uh, it was hunted. It was okay. hunted in the so office. You can just kind of run around. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, this was not that bad, moderate. I was like, yeah, they're taking more hits than they normally do, but this ain't that bad. I was like, I could probably do this, and I was like, oh, this is a nice little multiplier on that one too. I was like, maybe, maybe I, maybe I'll have a fighting chance if I can get really far on moderate and do a lot of really successful runs. I was like, maybe I can compete with Jay. And then the second round, literally the second round, I, I, it was a hunted in the in Santa Barbara or whatever at yeah. the Seraphite compound and i like bust out of a door and i just get domed with an arrow immediately <laughs> I, and i was like encounter failed <laughs> i was like i got hit once i couldn't believe it
1: oh so, man yeah, yeah dude it's imagine playing uh no return on hard which like there's people out there that play it on grounded like a guy that i work with actually i talked to him about that it's quite unbelievable. a bit it sounds insane got an ice cold blue mountain cores baby nice
0: You can have any beer you like as long as it's a Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, John. It's time to take a little trip to the news flashpoint. And in true news flashpoint tradition, we start um, with the more somber stuff at the beginning. And then we'll talk about the rest of the news. But we wanted to touch on this one uh, since the beginning of February on the 2nd of February, actually. So right after our last episode, it it was announced that Carl Weathers had passed away. Um, Yeah. Star of Rocky movies, Predator. He also was in The Mandalorian, Um, some Star Director Wars stuff.
1: Director of some episodes of The Mandalorian
0: as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty huge loss for the entertainment industry. Uh, He also had a Super Bowl ad too. Um, He was in like one of the Super Bowl commercials. He was in
1: the Gronk FanDuel ones, right? He was training right, him yep.
0: for the kick of destiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know really much if like there's a whole lot to say except for, you know, well wishes to his family and stuff like that. And, you Definitely. know, big ups to his career and legacy. Like dude was a huge player in like so many influential universes <laughs> over yeah so long. So it's, it's, you know, it was Rocky, cool to see. especially, I mean, like yeah. Rocky four, obviously he's,
1: he's in more than just that one. That's my favorite Apollo Creed appearance. Obviously it's the most tragic one too. Um, I actually went back and started rewatching The Mandalorian season one after his passing just because he's such a big figure in the first season more than the other two. He's so good in that show. Like that show, that, that first season of The Mandalorian is actually like sneaky better than I think we remember, except for the one episode that they go to Tatooine. There's like, he's really good in it. Nick Nolte's really good in it as the Nick Ugnaught and like the armorer, Giancarlo Esposito in the last two episodes. IG 11 like it's there's some really fun stuff in that first season but yeah he's a great character actor he I love him in Arrested Development I don't know if you've ever watched that show he plays himself and he is uh an acting coach to David Cross's character, character um, Tobias who is a never nude uh, great <laughs> stuff great stuff so yeah R.I.P. Carl Weathers huge body of win great yeah. meme lord too you yeah know? definitely both with the with the USA tuxedo from Rocky four
0: and the predator hand clap. Oh dude, the hand clap. Let's go all timer right there. But yeah, it was, it was really cool to see, you know, after it was announced, like just the internet, just really like, you know, rehashing all these old, awesome memories and interviews that he's given. And like his passion, he seems like such like a, seems like such a passionate fan of movies as well, (laughs) as well and entertainment. So like, yeah, I don't know. Influential person, definitely a big loss. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, the, the rest of the news here, um, kind of connected to our last of us talk from earlier, there's been some big last of us, HBO news that's been announced and f- including yeah, that they've started two. filming season two, um, Caitlin Deaver officially in the role of, of Abby, uh, and, uh, what's her name? Uh, sorry, I'm blanking, um, uh, mom well, from Rangie. home alone. Oh, Catherine, uh. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Thank you. Was cast as an undisclosed role uh, for season two as well. So yeah, um, big, big stuff. I mean, this is a probably one of the most anticipated shows out there. This second season. So, looking you know, forward to it. Very it's much be so. hard to adapt that game, man.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to see how they do it.
0: Yep. Like We're we, yeah. we
1: predicted almost down to the episode, how the first season was going to go. And this is going to be so much harder.
0: I genuinely have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. I listened to, I don't remember who I was listening to a podcast or I was listening to some YouTube reaction for like the season two starting filming. Some people are theorizing that they might not even do the big moment until, until the end, the end, like in some way they might twist the story to like have that be seen all the for flashbacks. Later. I don't know. Yeah. Like something like that. Like they might tell it in a more linear fashion. I think that's a mistake personally. I think you just do it beat for beat. But I, I've said my piece on that a couple of times. I agree. I think you do do that by the end of episode two. So I agree. I agree. I think you you establish this as a series that takes risks by doing something like that. Like you Game of Thrones it for all intents and purposes like Ned Stark. Ned Stark yeah. was even episode nine, though. I don't even think you need to wait that long. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll see, man. We will will see. see. Yeah. I trust Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin after that first season. So regardless of if if it's beat for beat the same way as the game or something different, they'll come up with an interesting way of adapting
0: that for TV. I'm almost positive. Um, Regardless, season two has started filming now. It is February of 2024. My prediction is that we don't see this show until at the earliest spring of next year. I think that they're going to film for a few months. I bet that they take a while to edit it and then they start building hype. I would be shocked. Some people are saying they think like maybe this winter, no. like by, I, I think that is way too soon. So last
1: time they filmed for almost a whole year for the first season because they do so much atmospheric stuff outside, you know, um, and given that most of the <laughs> second game takes place in the winter, of the rain, it's going to be a hard production. We'll see what yeah. they do. Um, season one I also had you.
0: covid shit to deal with too sure
1: season one also released in january and owned all of january and february which was great like the pascal essence that we had last year i wouldn't be surprised if they do that again next
0: january and february yeah we will see but before that show happens we will do another one of those zach and john predict season two of the last of us hbo yeah can't wait uh- um, next up was something that you added to the list. It looks like EA College Football, Sports is College back. Football. It is back officially. Ten years
1: since the last college football game, video game. Uh, EA Sports College Football 25. It's no longer called NCAA Football. And then the year, uh, they don't have a license with the NCAA anymore. This is strictly using the new NIL system that college athletes are able to get endorsements for. So it's going to be the same as it always was. It's generic athletes in the teams for the schools. Mm -hmm. They still have the school licensing so they can have the uniforms in the stadiums, et cetera, because they can get they can get, you know, money to the schools for that. Right. But for the players themselves, they have the option to opt into being in the game with their likeness. So, for example, Marvin Harrison, Jr., wide receiver for Ohio State this past year, if the game came out last year, he could have gotten paid to be in the game. But his name would then be in the game as opposed to wide receiver 12 or whatever, like it used to be for the NCAA game. If an athlete doesn't want to be in it, then that position is just replaced with the generic altered position. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, Zach, you can make yourself. You can be quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats if uh, the QB doesn't actually want to be in the video game. But I just think it's fun. Like I used to love the college football game and I, you know, I wanted to talk about this because I really enjoy football games, period. I think Madden's really fun, but yeah. college football, there's so many more teams and weird things that you can do. And um, I just love how all they, ha- they have all the stadiums and the mascots. And I know Connor is a huge college football fan and a huge video game college football fan. It's one of his favorite video games of all time. I texted him this when they announced this right after Valentine's Day and he was very, very excited so you know, this is a big sports game. I guarantee you, it's gonna be a it's gonna mega cr- hit for EA records, because people yeah. have been waiting for it for so long. Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah, had like a little, a they had like a little sizzle reel that, in the production behind it, visual effects are gonna be good. Like this will be the first time that there's the last college football game was on like PS3 and Xbox 360. So we've now skipped two generations of consoles. I bet you it looks really good. You know, as good as an EA football game can look, but like still better than obviously the prior iterations. So yeah, very much looking forward to it. When that game comes out, you and I, we should just kick back, order some wings and totally. then, uh, play some weird colleges, make them make so, them fight. looking forward to it. comes out this summer, which is exciting. More to, they said more to be revealed in May, but it comes out this year before the college football season. Cool.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see. I, I, I think it's no doubt going to be a huge cultural hit. I mean, people have been thirsty for a game like this for a long, long time. So um yeah. yeah we'll see what happens with that uh i'm just
1: curious to see which players opted into it and which ones don't
0: you have to think
1: that like if one team's predominant players do it a majority of them will it's curious to see like which universities kind of like are biased towards doing it or not you know what i mean like i don't know like is all of the notre dame football team gonna do it except for one guy or something like that it's gonna be interesting to see how that shakes out I don't know that many college athletes, you know what I mean? There's so many teams. It's h- so hard to keep track of, Yeah. but like, I- I'd be curious to see too what the pay scale is like. They'll never reveal those numbers, but I really want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really
1: want to know. And then I hope they bring back the feature where you can create a college athlete and then export it to Madden. I think that would be a lot of fun. Wow. That would be really cool. They used to do that in the last iteration too. And uh, since EA makes both of them, that kind of works out nicely. Hopefully that works again, because that would be great. Yep. <laughs> I'll take That'd my college cool. athlete to Ohio State and then to the Cleveland Browns. It's <laughs> just your dream. I'm your making dream John's. Person. I'm
0: making uh, Tommy Buffett, the tight end. Yeah, that's my that's, that's what that's I did. Guy. So when I'm I, Madden 24, my creative character, his name is Tommy Buffett. <laughs> He's a tank. <laughs> He's a quarterback. He's, a, bet tank. He is. He's yeah. a QB. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bulleting over people. Yeah. Bad scramble. Can't scramble worth a damn, but he can scramble some eggs. You know, <laughs> fucking a, <man. laughs> Uh All right. Next up. Voodoo is is gone. No more voodoo. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I've been so, preaching
1: the voodoo for forever.
0: Yeah. So voodoo is is rebranding. Fandango has majority stake in the company voodoo and uh they're changing it. NBC Universal is is now marketing Voodoo as Fandango at home. Um because NBC Universal who owns Fandango, who owns majority stake in Voodoo, um is I guess they've just determined that the word Fandango is more ad relevant, like more culturally known than Voodoo. Um so Voodoo also might have a negative
1: connotation in certain households depending on if you look at the spelling or not. interesting yeah, yeah. That a... i mean that's probably a big part of it you know what i mean like if someone's like when you hear fandango what do you think movie tickets when yeah. you hear voodoo what do you think if you're not looking at the spelling your mind's gonna go to black magic <laughs> bourbon street
0: i love you your dolls. take that they the marketing execs were like People think of our company too much like black magic like magic <laughs> the shadow man <laughs> Oh man that is hilarious i didn't even think about that yeah well um voodoo launched its service first in 2007 so it's now 2024 and they uh they will no longer be in existence um Question but they said, Zach, yeah, if i have
1: digital copies on voodoo do i still
0: have it Yes Yes. And that's all I needed to know. <laughs> in, an, in an FAQ post on the Voodoo site, Fandango says, quote, all of your movies and TV shows from Voodoo will remain in your Fandango at home library. Nothing in your account will change. However, now you will now have the option to link your Fandango and Fandango at home logins. Um voodoo initially launched, blah, blah, blah. blah. So yeah, nothing changes to your digital library, but people were very concerned because they didn't make this very clear at the very beginning. <laughs>
1: That's what I was concerned about. I yeah. literally
0: just bought Die Hard on Voodoo this past Christmas and told you I was like, I have it forever now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw this. I was like, Ooh. yeah. So I, I uh, yeah, we talk about this quite frequently where it's like, you know, what does digital ownership mean? Like, you buy something on Voodoo, you don't actually own that thing, you're owning the right to stream it on their platform. So if for some reason one day Voodoo Vandango at home collapses, they go bankrupt or something unless somebody other than them buys that and maintains those accounts. There's a chance that one day our voodoo libraries could just be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's scary shit to think about considering how much money I've spent on that platform.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mine is, is still 80% digital copies of things that I own physically, but there's a couple things on there that I bought through that
0: app, especially during like
1: COVID and stuff. So
0: there's a lot that I bought on there because I actually think voodoo does really well Their at sales. sales. Were great. Well, it did. Yeah. Did? Yeah. Fandango. Well, <laughs> that's gonna be hard. I'm not, I'm gonna keep saying voodoo until I have to go. Like, it's
1: voodoo for the oh, real one. Can
0: you do me a favor and open the Fandango at home app? It it, it also just sounds <laughs> terrible. Like voodoo is not much better, but Fandango yeah. at home is just such a mouthful. It's like couldn't you yeah. have called it something better, like Max or something? I don't know. Max. <laughs> um, next up, more streaming stuff. Uh apparently there's a class action lawsuit from Amazon Prime subscribers about this whole new Prime video tier with ads. Um, so yeah, that's happening. Yeah, good luck
1: taking down Bezos. <laughs> the dude's um, more
0: bulletproof than Superman. Yeah, in addition to being quote unfair, the suit alleges that Amazon illegally benefit from ad advertising prime video as quote commercial free for years prior to launching its ad supported tier, which quote harms both consumers and honest competition, according to the complaint. Uh the pros- mm. the proposed class action lawsuit seeks seeks at least five million dollars and a court order barring Amazon from engaging in further deceptive conduct. Um, the interesting thing here is that yeah, that you're not taking down daddy Bezos. And most of the internet seems to be agreed in that stance, but it is fascinating to see like the FTC does really actually come down hard on companies that falsely advertise and Amazon advertising is like, Oh, stream millions of content for free with Amazon prime. Oh, wait a second. It's not actually technically kind of for free because you actually have to pay us two or two, $3 more to, to avoid ads. So it's like, you know, maybe that they'll settle on something like an Amazon will have to change their marketing speak around it but like we're not seeing a dime out of this just don't get your hopes up out there this class action lawsuit is not going to result in you benefiting at all from this amazon is going to continue to charge these streaming services are going to continue to start upping their costs they're going to keep charging until people stop subscribing and that's not going to happen anytime soon. money talks people Yep. think about what you're playing think about what you're paying for you know speaking of money talking Actor Gina Carano is suing Lucasfilm (laughs) Uh, and its parent company, Walt Disney Co., over her 2021 firing from The Mandalorian, saying she was let go for expressing right-wing views on social media. The lawsuit Carano filed is actually through the help of X, formerly Twitter. In federal court in California, alleges her wrongful termination from the Star Wars Galaxy Disney Plus streaming service after two seasons over a post likening the treatment of American conservatives to the treatment of Jews in Nazi Germany uh still not a good post to make but yeah i'm gonna so i'm gonna i'm gonna read you this statement which is (sighs) ridiculous did you read this Mm, yeah i did go ahead quote a short time ago in a galaxy not so far away defendants made it clear that only one orthodoxy in thought speech or action was acceptable in their empire and that those who dared to question or failed to fully comply would not be tolerated Karana was terminated from her role as, as swiftly as her character's peaceful home planet of Alderaan had been destroyed. By- <laughs> imagine, imagine you're a fucking federally appointed judge of the court of law and you got to read that statement at the deposition. <laughs> With that, what
1: world are we living in? Isn't this the craziest shit you've ever heard? I want to know if George Lucas is just sitting back being like, ah. <laughs> i made up Alderon.
0: <laughs> that was actually a fake fake home planet uh
1: she's suing them for Alderon reasons
0: <laughs> oh man zinger right there thank you thank you thank you um yeah obviously gina carano seems like a pretty shitty person i think the craziest <laughs> i think the craziest thing about all this though is that she's doing this with the help of elon musk and like the social media platform like yeah That is a dangerous precedent.
1: I think so. Listen, here's the thing. We live in a country where freedom of speech is allowed. And it's not it's not the fact that she, you know, believes in whatever she believes in and wants to lean a particular way on the political sphere. It is the fact that when you work for Disney, you have to present an unbiased image. We don't know the kind of like what political leanings Pedro Pascal has because he never talks about it. And that's why that dude gets so much work in addition to being extremely charismatic. And so the problem is not the fact that she believes in all that stuff. It's the fact that she made the tweet in the first place. And like, shit happens like that. Like, this is Hollywood. They've let James Gunn go. You've seen people get cut for much worse. Like, she's only said something bad and lost her job. Like, Jonathan Majors was found guilty for, you know, like, physically assaulting somebody. So it's just like, I think she's going about it for the wrong reasons, you know, but at the same time, they have not recasted that character. That character has not reappeared in the Mandalorian. I don't know if it ever will, but at least that they didn't do that. Like they might be doing with Kang, you know, so she can take some solace with there potentially being a future return in the same way that there was with James Gunn, who was also let go for tweets that were inappropriate and then brought back into the fold for one more movie. Um, So, you know, time will tell, but this is definitely not going to help that case anymore. So two things you probably had a
0: chance to come back if you waited long enough, but or apologized. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) This is you're doubling down. You're saying like what I said was totally fine. Here's a lawsuit. It's like, no, just like. Even if you were completely false, like if you're in your heart, you believed that the treatment of Republicans is like the treatment of like Nazis, like whatever your statement is, Gina Carano, just apologize, say I was wrong. I've, I've thought about what you I said. I mean, mean you yeah. don't have to mean it. You don't have to mean it. But what she does instead is double down on the statement, yeah. not retract her words and file a lawsuit against Disney. And the other big thing is that, yeah, we do live in a society with freedom of speech, but that's freedom of speech protected by the government, not by private organization. True. Disney can do or do not with you what they please. You're and an employee you can, for them. Yeah, yes, I couldn't if, say something yeah. like this at my job, whether yeah, I believe no. it or
1: not, and keep my job. Absolutely you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just the, that's how employment works. And that's part of, you know, the backbone of of the workforce that we have, regardless of if you're an actor or exactly. a payroll processing manager. You know what I mean? So it's just yep. like
0: I can't walk into my job appropriateness say like in the workplace. workplace. And yeah. Like, it's just expectations like, right. You can't you just can't do this. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just frustrating to me. And I think the the precedent of a social media conglomerate filing a lawsuit in assistance to someone that said something with pretty pro hard right ideology that that's a little scary i don't care if you're extreme left extreme right whatever it is like whatever your political leanings are the fact that a social media company is like helping back your 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 cause or whatever like that that is that is a weird wild unheard of precedent elon
1: musk is 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 a weird guy and and is getting involved in a lot of different landscapes that he probably shouldn't be but that's
0: the world we live in unfortunately so good luck losing to disney gina yeah, seriously. Do you have a prayer? It's the mouse, baby. We, we Has Gina oh, Carano listened luck. to all 132 episodes of this fucking podcast? Or is, the mouse always pays. The mouse comes to your house. It's like, have you ever played? you ever painted houses? <laughs>
1: I hear, <laughs> hear you paint houses. houses. <laughs> Mickey's calling Goofy.
0: Hey, Goofy. I hear you're houses. Oh, <laughs> Gorge. Gorge, yeah.
1: I sure do, Mickey.
0: All right. Phantom Menace. To Keep talking about Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Phantom Menace is getting Wars. a 25-year re-release. Um, May 3rd with the most sick, nasty poster you've ever seen in your fucking life, man. This poster is, is tight. I'll
1: be there. I went and saw the re-release of Return of the Jedi this last summer. One of the most fun I've had. I'd love to get a group together at Connor's bachelor party weekend. That's not happening. To go see this, but we're not going to have time. So hopefully it's in theaters for a week like Jedi
0: was. It didn't say, it just says May 3rd. It didn't say beginning May 3rd. So I'm a little concerned. It's No, it says we'll return to theaters for its 25th anniversary starting May 3rd. Oh, good. All right. That's what the press release says from Star the following week. Yeah. So you will be able to see- Cinco de
1: Mayo, Phantom, the the Phantom, Cinco de Mayo. Perfect. Cinco de Phantom. Get some Margs, go see Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn fight. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. You saw Phantom Menace in the theaters as a kid? Yes. Or no? I did. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. I that don't remember my, it very well, though. Like My first Star Wars theater experience. So full circle, baby,
0: 25 years later. The first Star Wars movie I have vivid memories of seeing in the theater was, was Attack of the Clones.
1: Yeah, I don't really remember my theater-going experience for Phantom Menace, but I do remember the lead-up and aftermath with the marketing and the toys for Phantom Menace. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. Like, Big I time. remember going to a family reunion and my parents got me the fish that attacks the sub underwater in the Phantom Menace. And it came with the Qui-Gon <laughs> with the yeah, it came with the Qui-Gon with the rebreather. And he has like a harpoon like Captain Ahab. And that obviously didn't happen in the movie. Yeah, no. But I made my own narrative that he got out of the sub and attacked that thing underwater for a little bit. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it again. I've seen I saw the Phantom Menace last time I saw it in theaters was in 2012 when they re-released it in 3D. And they said that they plan to do that with all of them. And then Disney bought them. And they're like, we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, no one wants to you, see Hayden Christensen's acting I, in 3D. <laughs> I went and saw it in 3D with Austin James. And that is the most I've laughed in a movie ever. Because he just giggled the whole time. When she's like, it's Queen Amadala herself. He was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> was fantastic. So looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, me too. I- I'm gonna try to make my best effort of seeing this after Connor's. Maybe wedding. it'll we'll make see. you love the prequels. Well, here's the thing: is that I kind of want to take uh, take Emily to go see it. She not seen it. She's seen the prequels, but like not a- in a long time and not very thoroughly. Take her day, night, Phantom Menace. Hey, baby, you wanna?
1: <laughs> you, wanna you wanna get dressed wanna... up? And...
0: <laughs> you wanna blow through my blockade? <laughs> my blockade is perfectly legal. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, so switching over to some comic book stuff. Um, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League.
2: Not doing
0: so well. Uh, I've read some of the plot of this too. I will not be playing
1: this game. I find it extremely offensive to fans of the Arkham games. I haven't been spoiled on any of the plot stuff. Hmm. Good for you. It's awful, (laughs) truly awful.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, the game is doing awful, truly awful. Uh Suicide Squad <laughs> uh Kill the Justice Suicide League Squad, been... Kill
1: the Justice League, truly awful, says yeah. Radiovania. <laughs>
0: um yeah, though it's only been out for 2 weeks, this comes from pcgames.com uh, says, "Though it's only been out for 2 weeks and despite positive reviews from some players, the latest game set in the DC Comics universe is struggling to maintain a healthy player count." Earlier today, this was written 2 days ago, so February 16th. It dipped below one thousand concurrent players on Steam. So we don't have official sales metrics because they sure as shit don't want to release these. But that's awful, dude. Helldivers Two is like above seven hundred thousand concurrent players a day, a day, and that's a that's a that's that game is nothing. That that game is nothing. This that game is this, a skeleton this... with fucking colors. <laughs> <laughs> this, like this is awful if these numbers uh, i mean they're true because literally steam like concurrent players are, are public information you can log on to steam and see how many people are playing every single game that's on the dude platform. fuck david zasloff he
1: like wants all these warner brothers properties to have live multiplayer game content rocksteady got forced into making something they didn't want to make and it sucks and i feel really bad for them because those that's three so arkham games them. are fantastic Even WB Montreal that made Gotham Knights made a pretty good Arkham game with Origins. It's not terrible, but it's not great compared to the others. And they both had to make the exact same type of game, which is four different characters that all kind of are the same, but they have different iterations and skins and things like that. And you can play online all the time. It's just like, fuck off, fuck off. Get your get your hand out of the video game pot,
0: David. Go go can another movie or something. Yeah, I I honestly, dude, I mean, like with how poorly this game is doing and how long it's been in development, nine years of resources going to a game that's probably not going to recoup its money back, like in any sense of the word. Yeah. I fear for the future of Rocksteady. Like, I don't think that they're going to exist as a studio for very much longer. Like, I mean, I, I just don't know. How do you green light something else and say, well, we want you guys to, you know, do your own personal project. But to do that, you need money. And if they can't recoup some of the costs of this, like they're they're just gonna, they might just not exist. They have a contract
1: with Warner Brothers, yeah. So like Warner Brothers can keep paying them to make video games for their properties, whether it's another DC game or Dune or something. But like the problem is that Warner Brothers will eventually stop paying them if it's another ROI that's as bad as this. I don't know. We'll see. It's a it's a fucking damn shame. Yeah, really is because they they made that that studio developed the combat system for which there would be no insomniac spider-man without it and yeah, like right. that's a weird thing to think about it's like that alternative history and to go from that to this like god i watched gameplay that hud is the most ugly thing i've ever seen that's yeah ever.
0: that's the thing is that like it, i would say can like
1: just fuck all right off like
0: I would say, like, if this game were $20, I would buy it and play it over a weekend just to see what the story is and, like, how it – like, you know, I've heard people say, like, oh, when when the game's not getting in its own fucking way, it's fun. But, like, it really does seem like it's always constantly – it's, like, a messy UI – the HUD being all over the place. Some of the narrative stuff is like really weird. The voice acting ranges from really good to holy shit, this is terrible. Some of the visuals are really good. And then some of the visuals are just like, like, is this Superman 64? I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like everywhere. So I I don't know. I will probably end up caving and buying this game if I can get it for like 15 or 20 bucks. Just because I want to see what it is. I, I want to play it for myself, but I'm sure as shit not buying this for $70. This isn't the this isn't the
1: last Kevin Conroy in all actuality. Yeah, it's exciting
0: because yes, that is good.
1: if that's the case, you don't know about the the plot at all.
0: Well, I know that they killed every member of the Justice League. Fucking shameful! Just absolutely fucking shameful. <laughs> but from, to be fair, what I have heard is that Kevin Conroy is having. It seems like he's having a lot of fun portraying this like evil, evil Batman, which is kind of a fun. Like, it, I mean. It's fine. I'm sure his voice performance is good. It's fine, but like
1: they kill the Arkham Batman. Like that's a that's our Batman, our video game Batman. They just unceremoniously have Harley Quinn shoot him in the head. That's the legacy you're leaving behind.
0: So <laughs> nice job, <laughs> fuck wads. <laughs> uh, all right, well. Uh, we talked about Deadpool and Wolverine, so let's just keep the positive vibes going with Madam yeah. Webb. <laughs> god dude i want to go see this i've heard it's so bad i need to see it for myself yeah i've (laughs) actually heard that so madam webb came out uh the dakota johnson sydney sweeney film uh currently sitting at a 13 percent on rotten tomatoes i've heard people say it's like worse than catwoman which is like wild (laughs) some of the clips that i've seen from this fucking movie are unbelievable like it's like how did this make it into a motion picture that released that's in what we said about
1: morbius and it's still happening
0: i'm dr michael morbius
1: the funny thing is is this movie might
0: might make more than the marvels yeah? that's the that's the problem is that okay so that's the problem <laughs> is that you people out there are rewarding these bad movies stop seeing these fucking things i'm gonna so, okay so <clears throat> uh valentine's day weekend box office here i got this from the hollywood reporter um the Bob Marley movie is beating it. But Madam Webb is off to a twenty-five point eight million dollar start. Um but it it's actually doing better than people say. So uh Madam Webb. Madame Webb. Madame Webb. Um Madame Web. Madame web. Um, My damn web. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so as of right now. It's sitting at a worldwide gross of $51 million. $25 million domestic, $25 international, $51 million. That's crazy. And I bet you they spent all of 23 payments of $29.95 on this movie. Like, I don't know, man. It looks terrible. Just visually, it looks like disgusting. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I, this is one of those movies. I, I will see this movie eventually because Me I have heard we should that watch it, it together. Is, yeah. I've heard that it's one of those like I like so bad. It's good movies. Like I like watching movies that I can laugh at. Like Venom. Um, well, uh, oh, God, uh, that movie's boring. Venom. It's Venom. more like Let There Be Carnage. The Let There okay. Be Carnage is like I'm laughing at this movie and that's what I'm getting my enjoyment from. Venom sure. 1, I'm just like. I'm sorry, Mrs. Chen. Uh, I did I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm Like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um. But next up, we're we're almost ripping through. We're almost done here. New, New Joker two images. We don't have to spend much time because we're an audio podcast. But looks um, cool. It, yeah, you like the set design stuff. I really like the third yeah. photo.
1: It's like creepy La La Land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ha <Ha-ha> Ha Land. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you come up with that or did you hear that somewhere I else? just came up with that right okay, now? Okay, hey, trademark that bitch, right? Now. Put it
1: on put it on the socials. We might go viral.
0: <laughs> La La Land, more like haha land. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I'm looking forward to to seeing it. As you know, I am struggling with the uh whether I need to rewatch Joker before seeing this, because that is an insanely dark and depressing movie, but I don't really remember the plots that much, so I might need to. Not a I bad think, movie by any stretch of the imagination, just not one that I particularly want to
0: rewatch. Shit. So just remember, you get to go rewatch it, you get to see Mark, you get to see Robert De Niro chewing the scenery. You get yeah. to see a lot of cool visual stuff. New York. What in you like do the to the those 70s. Wayne
1: Enterprise Interns, huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Lots of great music too. Um, yeah. yeah I don't know.
1: Sure. Give it another much. Hey da 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 no, no, yeah. that's that's what i remember <laughs> hey arthur yeah. <laughs> <And he's> like,
0: <laughs> yeah what the fuck yeah <laughs> um all right time for the two big hitters and then we'll close this fucker out um the big boys the big big boys um and we're gonna start with uh the fantastic four
1: alexa play love story by Taylor
0: Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah on valentine's day uh, Marvel Studios surprised the world by announcing the Fantastic Four cast in a totally unceremonious Valentine's Day card. So long are the days of we're going to make this big reveal and make these uh, like do a they big... just
1: couldn't time it up with D23. They just didn't ran out at...
0: because if this does come out next July, that means they're going to start filming soon. And they didn't want that news to leak. And there's yeah. no D23 anytime soon. So. No. Nope. And you can't hold a press conference just for this one announcement. So. But. That's nevertheless. I mean, you could have. You could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, here's the Fantastic Four. Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Evan Moss and Joseph Quinn are gonna star as the heroes. Uh Pascal was previously reported to star as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Um, while the others had been heavily rumored um to to star for months, but no official announcement or no insider leaks had confirmed it. Whether or not one way or the other, uh, Vanessa Kirby starring as Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. Joseph Quinn is going to play her brother, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. And okay. Moss Backrack will star as Ben Grimm slash The Thing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it still has a release date. So they moved the release date just a smidge. It's now coming July 25th, 2025. After um, Superman Legacy. Yeah. Yep and hails from WandaVision director, Matt Shackman. So the guy in charge of WandaVision
1: used to be in, it's always sunny in Philadelphia director. So very comfortable with groups of four. Yeah. Hopefully that helps.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer penned a draft of the script and avatar, the way of water scribe, Josh Friedman is working on a new version as well. Not good. Um, not good, yeah, that is bad. Um, fantastic four essentially swapped dates with the anti hero centric Thunderbolts, which now opens in theaters May 5th, never happening. And Marvel's two other 2025 films, Captain America Brave New World 20- February 5th 14th and Blade November 7th, remain where they were. John, yeah, sure, sure, they do. John, you have been just the most skeptical of this fantastic four stuff. I still and don't he, think the movie's going to come out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just think it just never happens? Um, yeah. How do you feel about all this? It's officially I, set in
1: stone. How do you feel? I still stand by my take of like the, the cash cow for casting is not something I agree with. However, with the exception of Pedro Pascal, I think these are three actors that are all like really good actors that aren't like a Margot Robbie household name person, like Vanessa Kirby is dynamite in that Hobbs and Shaw role that she's in. She's great in mission impossible, like a really fun femme fatale. This will be cool to see her play a more kind of like, um, heroine type person. I think Joseph Quinn is the best part of stranger things season four. So that's exciting to see him go get, go get the bag as it were. I think he will be a fun Johnny storm. And he seems like he could still play a younger person. You know, that was what I was worried about is if they cast a, like Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans did not seem like a young Johnny Storm when they played him. Um, but I mean, Evan Moss backer as uh, the thing it is like that's what that's what seals the deal for me. So I'm excited for him, and I hope they do it justice because the thing is going to be a weird. You have to assume it's going to be CG. Um, Absolutely definitely better. <laughs> definitely better. Yeah, because they did the foam suit in the 2005, and it wasn't good. Yeah, Um, but hopefully the hopefully the (laughs) cg is better than fan four stick from 2014 i've seen the hulk they do a pretty good job when they want to please 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 actually allocate a visual effects budget to making the thing look good other than otherwise this movie's not gonna work at all if he looks like she hulk nope not gonna happen it's not gonna be good i'm (laughs) seriously you know and then the uh, the other positive that I want to say is I love the font. Like if they get yes. that font where it's like the 60s when the Fantastic
0: Four premiered, I think that could be really fun.
1: Yeah. And it's I kind got, of hope that
0: that's the vibe that they go for. It's kind of got like a postmodern futuristic like Jetsons sort of vibe. Like <laughs> that's what I was getting is like – And that fits for WandaVision too. Like the yes. like the like Matt Shackman directing like the first episode 100%. of WandaVision, which is like, – Yeah, all that stuff, which I really liked. I mean – it's. I think that this announcement is unfortunate because it feels a little bit unceremonious but at the same time you, like you said you gotta you gotta got do no it beef you gotta pull anybody. the trigger yeah you, you gotta, gotta do it eventually <laughs> yeah. so I, I think that given the given the the announcement which I'm not a huge fan of I do really like the casting I think that you have I think that cl- very clearly here's what's going to be the breakdown. Pedro Pascal is going to be Reed Richards, but he, Reed Richards is arguably the least interesting character in the Fantastic Four. I think uh, he's going to... 100%. He's the worst one. <laughs> he's going to play more of like the 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 older guy, sort of like, I'm taking a back seat to this. I might have some cool lines of dialogue, but I really think that this is going to be the the Joseph Quinn, Vanessa Kirby sort of show, and Moss Backrack is going to be there to provide like, the comedic chops and like some of the fun, like CG fights and everything like that. But I think that it's actually going to be like, you know, if they pull off this whole family dynamic and it's got a cool tone piece, like what they need to do is set up these four likable characters and give us people in the MCU that are new characters that we actually give a shit about. And that could lead the the franchise because that's what I think that they're putting a lot of chips behind this movie I think that the tone is going to be big the vibe needs to hit and like I think that these are all very great actors that could accomplish the goal and I think that as long as the movie you know gets the care and attention that it needs I think that they're clearly identifying this one as like a necessary project that we need to make sure we get right like this cannot be a quantum
1: all the other three movies blade thunderbolts etc was off the calendar next year, I wouldn't care if this movie is good. So that this is the only one out of those four that I want it to be good because I don't really like the Fantastic Four that much, but I feel bad for that property because there's a lot of Marvel fans that love the, that comic. I mean, it's it was Stan Lee's like, favorite besides Spider-Man for so long because it was his first one. It saved his job and eventually helped to create Marvel into what it is. Marvel's first family is, is what it's referred to as. and like, But what I will say is for me, I've as a kid, I was always drawn to the thing. I thought the character design was so wild and awesome and Jack Kirby is just such a visual genius. And to me, he's the heart of the group. Reed kind of sucks. He's like boring. He's like numbers and shit like that. Sue is the understanding one and the leader more or less at times. Johnny's the comedic relief. And the thing is the heart. He's the one that when they get attacked with those those rays in space, his physical appearance changes. The rest of them look like themselves, unless they're using their powers. And he has to go from being a handsome man like Evan Moss Backering to a, a rock monster for the rest of his life. And like the the stories you can tell with that are like really heartfelt and strong. And I think if if I have that guy playing the thing, I am leaning into that hundred and twenty percent. Because that act, he's such a great actor and can literally make you like laugh, cry and feel in like 30 minutes of television on the bear. Like if he can just kind of bottle that even a little bit, they could have a really good hit on their hands if it's done right. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I, I Good luck I'm to them. Very hopeful. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be Doom as the
0: villain? Um <clears throat> the rumors seem to point to it, or at least him being like in the movie. I don't know if he'll be the main antagonist, but like people are saying that there's been a bunch of rumors. Have you seen the rumors for the Dr. Doom casting Killian Murphy, right? No. Well, there were rumors that he was going to, you know, he, he, yeah. I mean, there were, there were Killian Murphy rumors, but like that, that's kind of been debunked like by him being like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, hold on i'm gonna pull up there's been a lot of speculation um who was it who was the fucking guy that i just saw can we also talk about how funny it is that pedro
1: doesn't have to shave his mustache for any role and it's just like reed with the mustache (laughs) like like joel he just grew out the rest of the beard and it looked just fine but like yeah even as Mando, he doesn't have to shave the mustache either. It's just funny to me that that guy yeah. is just like, "I'm
0: not shaving." <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. We want you that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rumor that we've I've been seeing float around has been Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, but I was talking to, to hear about that. Wasn't he Caius? He was Caius in Doctor Strange, but this isn't. That wouldn't be the first time that they've used the same actor twice. They it would just be in the MCU. Yeah. What's the other example? Uh, hold on a second actors in MCU who have played multiple actors who have played multiple roles in the MCU um so Linda Cardellini uh she's uh Laura Barton who's the, the Hawkeye's she's Lyla, wife but, but she's also Lion Guardians that doesn't
1: count that's uh, Michelle
0: Yeoh is in Guardians Volume 2 as one of the Ravagers and then she's also the mom in Shang-Chi or the aunt.
1: Oh that's right. I forgot she was in Guardians too.
0: Alfrey Woodard is in Captain America Civil War as like that woman in the hallway but then she's also in Luke Cage. So that kind of fringe counts. Doesn't count. Uh Clancy Brown is in Daredevil and then also The Punisher and then also in Thor Ragnarok as, as Okay, this article doesn't doesn't help your case. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Gemma Chan is in Captain Marvel as like one of the blue, as the Blue Lady and then she's in Eternals. As okay, the, but human to human
1: is what I'm looking for. And it doesn't sound like there's any one except for one example, which is Michelle, yo.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just admit that you're wrong, and we can move on and close up this pod. Laura Haddock?
0: Laura Haddock? Who the fuck is that? Laura Haddock is the uh, one of the thirst thirsty uh military girls in Captain America, the first Avenger, who also plays Peter's dying mom in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Your grass at draws here, kid.
0: I'm just telling you, it's been done before. I but didn't... he's
1: going from being the like the third build of one movie to the third build of another movie.
0: Mask. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm fucking around. But this has been a big rumor that's been floating around is Mads Mickelson is 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 interested in playing Doctor Doom.
1: I mean, I like it. I think he's a great actor. I'm sure. I've he'd said Robbie Malek forever.
0: I like that take a lot more. I've said Rami Malek forever. I say, I say, put him in the doom. Put him in the doom. Put Give him, him in doom. The
1: doom. Put him in the doom suit. Yeah.
0: All right. Last. I pitch. bet you the villain's gonna be the Mole Man, though. The and it's mole gonna be Danny
1: man. DeVito. I'm the <laughs> Mole Man. That's my character. <laughs> he's the Mole Man. He comes from underground. He's mole people that do his bidding. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> Uh last thing X-Men 97, the trailer was officially released on uh, three days ago. So the 15th Friday. Yeah. How about this fucking trailer, huh? It was Jeez. a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this looks I think this looks awesome. Yeah. You're not stoked. I don't really care.
1: Really? <laughs> no, I like the X-Men show for what it is, but I was never like bought in on it i like the theme song i'll definitely watch this i mean it'll be cool is it's uh all of the returning voice actors or just some i think it's most of them. wolverine sounded different though That was kind of weird
0: i think it's most of them i think they tried their yeah. best to get as many people back as they that could. were still alive yeah um but yeah i i don't know dude i think the animation looks great oh I yeah love... it looks awesome the theme song is awesome. Like the aesthetic of the show looks really great. A lot of remember berries. (laughs) Oh, sure.
1: Remember the X-Men animated series. (laughs) I remember.
0: (laughs) But yeah, you got fucking Gambit charging up that spear and then riding Wolverine and supercharging his claws. I'm like, come on, man, this, this looks, this looks so much better than it has any right to be like, we're going to reboot or continue on the X-Men nineties cartoon series like I think it looks super cool like that shot at the end of Magneto and Xavier's office or whatever like and all the Very X-Men cool. are standing there I'm like this looks fucking tight I mean this looks awesome yeah. yeah it looks like they're
1: doing the trial of Magneto story too which can be really rad don't know what that is so I'm excited even more Uh, I won't tell you then because cool. uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it yeah check it out if you're interested in the X-Men I mean it's the only X-Men we're getting anytime soon so <laughs> besides Wolverine
0: this summer. <laughs> fucking cowards. Well, that's not true because there is an X-Men related post-credit scene in miss in the Marvels. Remember We've talked about it. I don't
1: care. <laughs>
0: hey baby. I, <laughs> hey baby here the blues called it. It's Fraser everybody, it's Fraser. Spoilers for the Marvels. He's back. Oh He's God. blue. He's
1: not going to be back
0: in an entirety, is he? I, I don't know, but but um. The, so what I did. So you spoiled that for me back when the Marvels came out originally. Remember that you would like saw the like, spoiler, you yeah, know, watch the what footage. I, so when I saw the movie, what I didn't know is that it's not Kelsey Grammer with painted blue face. It is. It's, a, it's beast. It's CG beast. CG it's like beast. him yeah. with the little like the fucking teeth and like yeah. he's this giant hulking thing I was like, oh, shit. I was like, it's the beast. It's like, no, he not- looks
1: cool. Don't get me I wrong. I thought he it looked, looked cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's and also like Kelsey Grammer was perfect casting for Hank McCoy. But it's just like you're you're getting into the weeds where you're like, we brought back Patrick Stewart once. We brought back Kelsey Grammer once. Now we're bringing back Hugh Jackman once. It's like, okay, so you're just gonna keep the same cast? Like, what are you
0: doing? Like, figure it out and tell us
1: because this they, is weird.
0: They, they fucked this all up, man. If you could go back time, I, if I bet you, they wish that if they could turn back the clocks, they would have scrapped all these connections with 21st with the. 20th it's our fault. Fox. We got too excited about Evan Peters, and we're the ones that fucked ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well that would have been interesting like when we were still dealing with multiverse stuff where it's like oh evan I mean, peters we
1: are still dealing with multiverse stuff that's the problem It's like how much of this is dealing real with the multiverse too bad it's called the multiversal saga <laughs> well, now it's not the infinity saga <laughs> Kevin is like, you're gonna eat it and you're gonna like it, you little pig. <laughs> oh, Mr. Feige, I'm full. Please. <laughs> eat more.
0: <laughs> eat more <Mm-mm>, multiverse. <laughs> eat, it's good eating. Eat more multiverse. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, yeah, wherever we are, the Marvel universe is making me crazy. <laughs> but please, Edmund Moss back rank, save us. <laughs> in short. I actually Uh, think that the Fantastic Four might be a good movie. I think it might be good too. And
1: I'm sure X-Men 97 will be cool. I I just don't personally like, I'm not an obsessive of that animated series. I had to pick one when I was a kid, you know, and we all know which one I chose. We have a whole pod about it. So maybe I'm a little salty that they never revived my show, you know, but uh, it is what it is. And it does look good. The animation looks beautiful. And I love that they didn't change the character design. So I hope it's a good time.
0: Yeah. And well, you never know. I mean, Batman, true detective, what what's it called? Cape Crusader. <laughs> Cape Crusader, thank you. Yeah. That might still happen.
1: That's not Batman the Animated Series, though. Like this is clearly a continuation of what they did. It's the same animation style, predominantly the same voice cast. That Batman Cape Crusader show is not gonna be Batman the Animated Series because yeah. it doesn't have Conroy. So Yep. But it'll you know, hopefully it'll be cool. I'm excited, you know,
0: to talk about all of these things as they start to come out. <laughs> Same. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That does it for this episode. This is a beefy fucking catch-up show. I mean, we basically just covered most of the month of February so far. So bam, thank you all bam, for listening bam, to us. Bam, and bam. stay tuned for a bunch of fun other projects. Um, I'm at Zachratello. He's at Naja than Parker. You can follow the podcast at Radiovania. Check us out on Threads, Radiovania Show radiovania show on instagram email us radiovania show at gmail.com and follow the podcast on the feed of your choice if you use spotify give us a little five star give us you know the, the little subscribe button or add your episodes it really helps out it makes it so that you know eventually if enough people listen to this we could start subscribing to to the fantastic four yeah, yeah. We, we we could get red carpet we could you know get you to interview evan moss background on the red carpet of the fantastic four premiere like so tell me about forks he's like yeah like dude that episode came out like three years ago
1: that's all i would talk to him
0: about (laughs) like does anybody actually have a question about fantastic four (laughs) everyone wants to ask him about the bear Yeah, chef Uh, so yeah follow us everywhere we appreciate you guys very very much and uh yeah we will see you guys on the flip side we got some other fun content like i said keep up national treasure in review you probably already heard that by now because i think i'm going to try and prioritize publishing that tomorrow you um, should that was the whole intention i know, yeah. I know. it's <laughs> just gonna be a long, long night for zacky pooh with monday you just but, save this one
1: for next week or something
0: no, i'll edit it later but yeah so well, thank you everybody have a good rest of your night john before we get out of here, hit me yeah. with a uh, hit me with a, a a Wolverine quote to end the episode on. <laughs> Any, Any Wolverine, Wolverine quote? Yeah, sure, wh- whatever. Hey, bub.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? That was good. <laughs> you put me on
0: the fly. I thought you were gonna go with Fantastic Four. I was ready to say it's well, in time. <laughs> oh, damn! That would have been good too. All right, we'll say yeah. that again. Try it again. Give me a. Fantastic Four quote, the end of the episode. It's
1: clobbering time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.